to your list sucks. I think it's number 15. It could be 17. It could be 20. I don't know, and I don't care. But this is a fantastic episode. I've uh, I kind of had this one in the works. Me and Paul kind of talked about it. Uh, Oscars got it wrong. It will be a series that will pop up numerous times. And we will do best actor. We will do best uh, cinematography, all that stuff. It will all come out. But this one, we're going to start with the granddaddy of them all, best picture. Uh, and this is – I picked a pretty strong panel they all sent me their list they followed the rules they didn't just say hey i want to be on they sent me their list i thought some of them suck i thought some of them were questionable i thought some of them were good but uh again this is going to be an interesting episode two of them had to be on this episode two of them requested to be on so i'm going to go to the first guy jake he's in my uh he's in my faction uh knows all things oscars related um i think he lost to jeremy in the second to jeremy, yeah. but that was just a fluke no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> jake uh how are you doing tonight do you feel like your list will suck because i think the last time you were on the show you had the better list of the other two that you were facing uh, the, you were the music list yeah um, yes but listen this is going to be interesting i was a little questionable about being on this one just because it's like it was really tricky. Like, what's my criteria as to what should make the list? And I, I've gone completely just what I would have wanted to see, completely, completely just art, artistic uh, integrity. And I don't know if that's going to backfire on me with the uh, people on this uh, this call. So we're going to see how it goes. And I'm, I'm just, yeah, this is going to be fun. And I've never been on call with Brian with this list with the with uh your list up so I'm gonna I'm I'm very curious. I think this is gonna be fun. This is a very diverse uh group of people and uh, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah I uh when the when I finally settled on the four I was like this is gonna be a very interesting pairing and I'm kind of excited. Uh Mr. Hot Takes himself, and I'm not talking about Brian Michaels. I'm talking about Kirk. Kirk, um, Mr. Hot Takes, Jeremy and you disagreed so much on different episodes. Um, so I'm so excited to bring you back on this episode. You have you have an interesting way of doing the show at times, and I think you brought this on this list. Do you think your list is going to suck, or do you think one of your panelists will also have the worst list? I don't know. It's like like uh, Jake was saying. It's kind of a crapshoot because there's so many choices out there. I mean, I think there are a few obvious ones that some people might pick, but after that, there's you know, uh, it's it just like Jake was saying, up to your you know, what's your opinion? What do you think's better? What do you think's worse? Uh, so I'm excited. Uh, I don't think my list sucks. We'll see about everybody else's. We got four great nominees. I think I'm taking home the gold statue. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we are only handing out ten foil statues tonight. We can't afford gold. Don't but next is Jeremy. Out, man. Yeah, Jeremy uh, had to put you on this episode. Uh, Thank you. you. Put your list. You put your list out there automatically to me, but I was just like, well, I would have waited until the Sunday before the shoot because <laughs> I was already putting you on this call as long as you could make it. Uh, Jeremy, uh, you are all things Oscars. You know it all. Um, you <laughs> don't. <laughs> you you studied a ton of it. You've watched a ton of those movies. Do you feel like you have the best and correct list tonight? No, I mean I've I've been watching the Oscars almost my whole life i think the first ceremony i really remember watching was the 1987 ceremony when my little kid me rejoiced when um well actually i was upset because an american tale didn't win best original song so like i've been watching the ceremonies and being pissed off that long so 
And uh, my thing with the Oscars is I, I love them. They're so much fun, but they've always kind of been idiots and, and they've been doing things wrong since the very beginning. So I always have a lot of opinions. I don't know if I have the best list. I don't, I, I kept going back and forth. I could, I could change this up several more times. I just kind of put together what, I thought I could, but uh, well, we'll see. I, you know, I have a feeling everyone else, except for maybe a few things, I'm, I'm going to kind of agree with. Yeah, and last but not least, he was on last week. He sent me a list, kind of like Caleb. He's like, I know I've been on, but can I be? A, yeah, here's a list, and I was like, of course you can. I don't care if you send me a list and it makes sense for the show. I will put you on again. Most people just complain not being on the show, but no one actually sends me lists. So you can't really see what can happen. You can't say anything if I don't ever <laughs> receive your list. So I got Brian here. Brian, you didn't have the worst list. I think you. Had the second best list last week's episode. I think I'm not so. sure. Well, I think you know, had the second best around time. <laughs> yeah, which my opinion is the only one that matters on this show. On this so show, it's, good, yeah. it's a good thing that you did that. Um, so, uh, how do you feel like this episode's going to go? Um, I, I expect to be roasted a bit. I mean, I, I think that I mean, since we're only ju- pulling from the other nominees, I don't think there's going to be super hot takes. I mean, there'll be disagreements. Um, I mean, there's a lot of years where you disagree with the best picture winner, but some are more glaring than others. You know, some are just like, oh, I would have preferred this one, but other ones are real travesties. Um, so I, I expect to get a lot of people disagreeing with my list just because that's the way it usually goes on these shows. But I don't know. I don't think it's too bad. Uh, I had to break this down. So how this episode's going to work is they had to pick a year. They had to replace the best picture with a nominee that w- it was already nominated. They can't pick. So reason why I did that, to be honest with you, I didn't want Brian to put South Park bigger, longer, and then cut as <laughs> the best picture winner. Why? No, so 99 was a strong year. So I cut it out. <laughs> um, but how they're going to do it is how Yikes is going to work. Their 1098 is going to work like honorable mentions with four people. So you'll talk very briefly. Me and you will go back and forth why your list sucks so far. And then if somebody has a Yikes based on the year, then we will skip to that point. We'll go to that point when the next person has it higher up. Um, again, just like the Academy, choices are made. People disagree. This episode is no different. I have a producer working behind the screens. I have Caleb Coho running the stream for me tonight. He's done all the banners. If you have a disagreement on years, if it's between this and this, he will decide. <laughs> he will decide what wins best picture for that year based on the two options that you gave him on the combined list. So, sorry. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is this is rough already. I, th- no wonder you wrote things out. You told me you did this. But we're going to start with Jake. We're going to start with your 10, your 9, your 8. You can kind of say it one at a time. If there's a year that you guys have higher, please speak up. Okay, so 9, number 10. Uh, we'll say this, I, I, this may get some hate. Uh, 1980. Anybody have an eye? Okay, don't put it on the screen until they say yeah, that they have a year. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> So no one has 1980. Okay, what's your nine? Uh, 2013. You may have 2013. What's I, I think I wrote down, can we say the movie that won? Because I think I wrote down the release year instead of the... Okay, hey, what, yeah. movie won, what movie won 2013? Argo, yeah. Argo. Okay, no, I don't know that. Okay. I have 2013, but at lower, it's a 10. Okay, that's right. You guys should talk about it then. Go ahead. Yeah, cool. And then number eight is 1995. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that thing. That was definitely one. All right, so okay. number So perfect. To... So talk about your talk about your Yeah, talk about your 10 and then yep. you and Brian will talk about your kind of nines. And nine yep, and 10. Cool. 
Yep. So number ten is uh, Kramer versus Kramer won Best Picture, and I believe Apocalypse Now should have been the one to win. Kramer versus Kramer is like it's a it's a fine family drama. I remember watching it in school in like year eleven, year twelve. It's like a really good divorce drama, but compared to Apocalypse Now, what it did that year and the fact that you know, one pumped or Coppola was during production development, it was in development hell. So many problems that happened and yet it's still being talked about to this day with uh, the redux and the final cut that just came out it almost reinvented how war looked like it's memorable with an interesting dialogue i love this of napalm in the morning and marlon brando's character of uh william uh, kurtz what was like just kurtz i think it is but it's just it's all really fascinating the cinematography is incredible and i just love every little bit about it and it's one that is remembered much more than uh crown first crown not that it's bad, but Apocalypse Now, just more influential and should have been the one to win this picture. Perfect, 100%. Agree with you. Just watched uh, Still Timber Collins' line, just watched Apocalypse Now on 4K, and it was great. Um, it was a fantastic, uh, I think they that movie uh, is, it's so good this time, uh, you know, even now in today's lives. I think it's a beautiful, and I agree with you, it should have technically won over that. So, so far you're in lead. Uh, again, bottom list, keep it, keep it shorter. Um, but here we go. Uh, so you and Brian have different agreements. I'm going to let you take it away first on your nine. So, and then Brian will go with what his 10 was. So go ahead, Jake. Okay. I'm getting, getting ready to alienate a bunch of people. Uh, so my, tw- my number nine is the 2013, uh, ceremony, which was Argo winning best picture, uh, which is such a we- weird year for like nominees, but uh, I had the, uh, uh, the Michael Haneke film Amor which won Best Foreign Language Film, nominated for Best Picture, one of the few foreign language films to be nominated. Uh, Michael Haneke is one of my favorite filmmakers. I've loved just about every single one of his films. This is one where it's completely artistic integrity. The film's about an uh, aging couple and the uh, situations that happen with when one of them goes into a... Uh, it's paralyzed, and it's just so heart-wrenching and devastating. And it's just one that it's... Also won the Pompadour, which I don't know if I'm doing this intentionally, but yeah, it's just absolutely powerful. It's the one that got the most attention for Haneke and his films, and it's one of it's one of my all-time favorites. Not even my favorite Haneke, but just absolutely incredible. Fair, hundred percent fair. Um, I haven't seen it, so I can't really say much about it. Um, but I will definitely check that out. Um, Brian. Whew, what's your 10? Oh, this is the one I expect to get the most uh, I know hate from, a disagreement. And that's why it's my, it was my number 10. It was just a more personal pick. Um, I agree. I thought Argo was eh, kind of mediocre, forgettable. It was, it was a good movie, but not great. Um, I picked uh, the musical Les Miserables. Mm. <laughs> and again, I know this is just me because I'm, I'm a real sucker for musicals. I thought it was beautifully done, beautifully active. I've always loved the stage show, and so it's great to see it as a full, fully envisioned movie. And uh, I'll keep it short, so that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, so, movie I haven't seen, movie I have seen. Jake, you're still taking home the award right now. Um, <laughs> I, I hate Les Mis. I hate <laughs> Les Mis, and I'm a sucker for musical. I'm a, just a sucker for good musicals. Um, I think there's a lot of great in this, but Russell Crowe, ugh. I will oh, admit he is by far the weakest part. Oh, out in the darkness. Um, should never <laughs> sing. I, I can't stand that man, with that singing. Uh, but... The overall music, I love the musical. It just that's how disappointed I was for that. I don't know what the hate for Argo is. I liked Argo. I I liked it, but it's not best picture of the year. That's fair. That's fair. I guess not best picture. I just was like, I enjoyed it. I don't think it has great rewatch, 
But I think the rest of you enjoy it. think too much. There's a whole thing with Zero Dark Thirty and there was a Whisper campaign and then that kind of derailed Zero Dark Thirty and then it had to be another film to win this picture, so it was kind of argo. I don't want to go too much. There's a great video online. Interesting. All right. So was eight your eight, Jake? Uh, yikes. That was uh, it was Kirk. Kirk, uh, yikes, my uh, eight. Okay, perfect. So Kirk, take us into your ten. Uh, Tell us the movie. That, I think because you did it by movie, so just say the movie that won. And yeah. if anybody and, and, and I just because like I said, I, I don't know know if I got the, the years right. And you guys know how I love movie release dates. Ninety five was <laughs> Forrest Gump was the winner, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we're going okay. by ceremony year, not movie year. Yeah. Ceremony. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's gonna that's okay. gonna change my name. All right. My yeah. my number ten um, was release the release date. So the sixty five ceremony, nineteen sixty five. Anybody have that? So what? So what, my, my, fair my, my fair lady. No. And again, I would I would preface all three of these. These are decent movies that won, but they're just movies that are better. So yeah, not, uh, 90, 1965, my fair lady. Um, I would give it to Doctor Strange Love. Uh, my number nine is uh, 1997 Rocky. 1977. Rocky. The year Rocky won. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, we good on that? Okay. And uh, my number eight is 46 or 47, the best years of our lives. Mm. Good pick, but no. <laughs> okay. All right. So you can okay. take it away. All right. Number 10, My Fair Lady. Um decent musical it's it's good it's not it's not a bad movie um i mean it came out in early 60s um could have came out in the 50s could have came out in the 40s same thing uh dr strange love so far ahead of its time and i think it might be why it didn't win it's it's hard for me to to think that that movie came out in 64 whenever it did i always think it came out like 10 or 15 years later because that's how advanced that movie is um but because just you know it's so it's funny it's scary it has something to say without beating your head beating it over your head um, it's an important movie, but it's just as important. It is entertaining. Uh, Peter Sellers is amazing. It. The performances are amazing in it. And um, yeah, it, I think that movie definitely should have went down as an Oscar winner. Okay, fair. I'll, I'll uh, fair lady is an amazing musical, so I'll disagree with you just fine. But it's, I like it a lot. Um, but that's fair. Whatever you want to say, uh, Doctor Strangelove. I, I get what I get your viewpoints on it. And I can I can respect that. So uh, give us your next one. Uh, number nine was Rocky, and again, not a bad movie. I would replace that with either Taxi Driver was my number one with the honorable mention to Network. Um, I just think that you have a you know a movie like I said, Rocky's a, a good like feel good movie. Uh, Taxi Driver is a I think much better film, much better made film, and I think with the reason I mean Rocky won basically I think because it you feel better walking out of that with Taxi Driver or Network. You know that you feel icky after those movies are over. And, you know, sometimes the Academy is made up of children that need to be patted on the head and rest assured that everything's going to be okay. If Rocky would have been – if Rocky would have been knocked out in the second round by Apollo, I don't think it wins Best Picture. Um, I just – I think overall Taxi Driver is a much better movie. Um, you know, it's you know just a, just made by a much better filmmaker, uh, much better performance from Robert Nero. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, Taxi Driver should have got it over Rocky. Um, yeah. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I love Rocky. Uh, Rocky is literally probably my favorite sports like franchise. Uh, yeah, I was waiting for that. Um, I will let say, that guy on. I will say, <laughs> I will say that I think Network has a lot of merit of winning after just recently watching it. 
Polyama, thank you for that recommendation. Um, you didn't really tell me to go watch it, but uh, after you've talked about it for so long, I actually went. Uh, Network is a fantastic movie. I would still pick Rocky because I like Rocky. So uh, I think you got hit by Rocky a little too much on that pick. Go, uh, But let's go to your next one, Kirk. Uh, my number eight, uh, I took the best years of our lives and I replaced that with, with It's a Wonderful Life because it's a wonderful life. You know what I mean? It's, it is what it is. I mean, best years of our lives, again, a good movie. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it hasn't stood the test of time the way it's a wonderful life has. It's a wonderful life is one of those movies you look back and you just assume that it won best picture and you're surprised when you look and you see that it didn't, um, because it has that kind of, I mean, just the, the story, the, um, you know, uh, Jimmy Stewart in this movie is just amazing. You know, the, it's, it's just, it's, it's just an all time classic. It's one of the best, you know, one of the, you know, probably top 50 greatest American movies ever made. And it should have, it should have been uh, rewarded as such. Yeah, I have nothing to say about this one. That's correct. I, I think it's crazy. I've, I've even looked at that before and said, wait, it didn't win? Mm-hmm. As highly as talked about, that one didn't win? That's kind of surprising to me. So I have no fault on that one. Um, uh, so far, Jake's still in the lead. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to go to Jeremy. Jeremy, uh, take it away. You're 10, 9, 8. First off, I just want to say I love everyone's picks so far. I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of valid picks. All right. My number 10 is uh, 1986. So the movie's out of Africa. Ooh, Nobody I has was that. Close to thinking of that. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. My, my number nine is 1969. The movie's Oliver. I almost, that's another honorable mention. Okay. All right. And my number eight is 1990. The movie's Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, that's a, that's a yikes. Okay. So I'll go ahead and uh, where is, is it higher up, Jake? It's higher, yeah. Okay, all right. So I'll go ahead and do my 10 and 9, Cody. Yep. Okay. All right, so my number 10, uh, Out of Africa, is actually one of my least favorite Best Picture winners. I think it's one of the most boring movies I've ever tried to sit through. I just, I really don't get it. Um, but the only reason it's that low on my list is because I didn't think there was a really great movie to replace it. Um, the closest one I could come to is The Color Purple, which I think is a very good Steven Spielberg movie. I don't think it's one of the great Spielberg dramas, but I, I think it definitely is a much more uh, worth watching and, and important movie than Out of Africa, which is boring as crap. All right. Um, and my number nine is Oliver, which is a really good musical, a musical that I enjoyed as a kid. But I, I just don't think it's a movie that has really lasted in people's memories in the way that some classic 60s. I think they were kind of going for some safe movies to give Pest Picture to in the 60s when a lot of great groundbreaking cinema was being made um i mean if it was there i think the best movie of, of 68 so 69 was the ceremony of the best movie of that year is 2001 a space odyssey to me it wasn't nominated believe it or not so i went with yeah. the lion in winter Ooh. which is i think the lion in winter is one of the the great historical uh dramas it's uh peter o'toole Catherine hepburn um real historical uh, story about Henry II and uh, Eleanor Backwatain. I think that it still really holds up today. The, the, it's a really dysfunctional family and there's a lot of great themes and it is Anthony Hopkins' first uh, first film role. So I, I think that movie has more to offer. Okay, uh, your first one. I love The Color Purple. Uh, it's one of it's one of my my like Spielberg. It's it's surprising that Spielberg directed it to me. Always when I watch it, I like that movie a ton. 
Uh, the other one, I won't pull like other ranking shows. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I haven't seen the Wild <laughs> Winter. So I, I wouldn't make a list and put it on there or say that I haven't seen it because it doesn't affect the show when I, I say I, it. So you, I think you'd enjoy it. <laughs> you get a pass on this show. I You don't get a no vote or a stricken from the record. It's just a no for me because I haven't seen it. So you're still in neutral territory right now. Um, so Brian, you hit yeah. us with a great Les Mis. Let's hit nine and eight. Yeah, well, I, I said Les Mis would be the biggest uh, one people can uh, criticize. Uh, next, I have 2002, I guess the ceremony was, A Beautiful Mind one. Mm-mm. Nobody? Mm-mm. And then I have uh, in 2011 when King's Speech won. Nothing? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, in 2002, Beautiful Mind, um, such a mediocre movie. And Kirk, Kirk's wife is going to be mad that I'm criticizing a Ron Howard movie. That, that'll just break her heart right there. Uh, but, I mean, come on. From the writer of Batman and Robin, Batman Forever, and, you know, Lost in Space. I mean, Akiva Goldsman is just cancer. And it's just, it, he's horrible. And it's, it's you know, I, I didn't think the movie was all that great. Russell Crowe was kind of phoning in another performance. And, and I didn't like that at all. Um, I thought the winner should have been, here goes, Moulin Rouge. There it is. I saw the response all across the board. Moulin Rouge is an absolute love it or hate it movie. I think I talked about this on another uh, list. I don't know if it was your list sucks or what. Musicals. Yeah, musicals. I, I completely acknowledge it is a completely love it or hate it movie. I am firmly on the love it side, but I totally respect and understand why a lot of people don't. It's an acquired taste. Most of Baz Luhrmann films are. Um, so, But looking at, for me personally, I thought that was the better film of the year. Okay. And then in 2011, King's Speech won. Um, again, uh, like a lot of these movies, it's not a bad movie. It's a good movie. I just thought that they totally got it wrong because the social network, I thought, got seriously overlooked. David Fincher took a movie about Facebook, which could have been just horribly boring, and he made this intense drama with some great performances from Jesse Eisenberg and from Andrew Garfield and from everybody across the board. And plus, I mean, it's David Fincher, so you know the directing was great in it. Uh, I wasn't laughing at the choice, I promise. I was more laughing at Jeremy when he drank out of his cup. Not that he was doing it intentionally, but he seemed like the he seemed like it was the Kermit meme where he's like, Well, that's none of my damn business. You're definitely wrong. And it wasn't intentional, but that's all that popped up. No, I like I like Brian's choices. No. Um your first one, Moulin Rouge. I, I'm just gonna no. again. Those, these bottom um, here are more personal choices. So. Yeah, I I don't hate Moulin Rouge, but it's not like I said in the musical. It's not one of those that I just am like boom, amazing. But again, I don't give a lot of people crap for their bottom half because that's your bottom and almost didn't make it. There's a lot of years for Oscars, maybe not the one I would have chosen, but it's personal to you. I give you respect. I 100% agree with 2011. Uh, oh, I will. It's one of my favorite, uh, probably my favorite movie of the last 10 years plus. I love this movie. I think it's a fantastic uh, movie. I quote this movie. I've seen it more times than I can count in a movie about Facebook. I never thought after walking out of it, I would. It was, it's amazing. Uh, I, I can get people why they like the King's Speech. I actually like the King's Speech. I think it's great. I just think social network, I think social yeah. network told a story that they, so successfully it was insane and i think that's literally jesse eisenberg's peak but i don't think he goes any higher with that i I can't stand him as an actor but he's perfect in this role all right so we're into now now the gloves are off we've been nice we've been gentle let's start to swing at people seven through four 
one at a time. If you have it higher, please speak up. We're going to start with Jake. Give uh, us your start with seven and move all the way up. Yeah, I'm going to make a co very happy. Um, 1997. What movie? Uh, it was uh, the, the, English the English Station. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Anybody else? No. Yeah. Okay, so then number six, go to four. Yeah. No, you. If no one had seven, you just go ahead. Okay. Um. Yeah. So English Patient, one of the most boring, specifically designed to win best picture movies I've ever seen. And I, instead of English Patient with a bold strategy carton, I'm going with Fargo. Uh, yeah, the main reason is, is that people remember Fargo as Coen Brothers, Francis McDormand. People still mention uh, Marge Gunderson, one of the best film characters in the past 30 years. It's such a simple story of just a, of a crime that happens. And I think that's what makes it so memorable is it was almost at the time in the 90s when people were just kind of perfecting, you know, accents and dialogues and, you know, the cultures of where people are in the world, and it really gets North Dakota and like the accents, even though it's slightly comedic in that way. I think sometimes just that's how accents are. And it's a really funny, one of the best uh, films of the 90s, Coen Brothers, you know, best original screenplay, best actress. So you'd think with that already uh, Oscar awards, it would be in contention for best picture. And it's mainly just, I just think the English patient is boring. One of the this most designed films to win Best Picture, and I just, yeah, never, never liked it, never understood it. And, yeah, Fargo, just much, much better film. Fair. So, um, yeah, Fargo, hands down. I've actually w almost watched The English Patient four times, and everybody said, why? It's boring as hell. So I'm like, okay, not going to watch it. Thanks for telling me. And the fourth time, I was like, I'm never going to watch The English Patient anymore because people keep telling me it's awful or it's boring for that simple reason. So, yeah, it's not a Cody-approved movie. So Fargo it is. So, Jake, you're still doing well. Everybody else didn't have 97, which I when I searched this category, I always search like what people would consider top when they put it. English Patient was kind of risen to the top, as most people would say. So why no English Patient just thought it was okay or haven't seen it or just don't believe Fargo should have won. Guys, real quick. Um, yeah, I, I think I, you would think I would hate the English patient because of my color, my uh, out of Africa feelings. I actually like the English patient. I Maybe I'm one of the only people. I think it's a really good movie. I think that um, Julia Pinoche and Naveen Andrews are really good supporting characters. And it's a, it, I think it's a, a sweeping sort of movie. Um, Fargo is much better. And I, you know, I think that's a really great choice. It just, um, I don't know. I, I, it wasn't the choice for my top 10, but, uh, yeah, of course Fargo's better. I just, I don't, I like the English patient. It wasn't one that came to the top for me uh, just for that. Um, personally, I, I felt, I, I don't like English patient. I don't think it's a very good movie. I find it extremely boring, but I th also thought it was a weak year for the nominees. Uh, Fargo is definitely the better movie. Um, I'd say even, even Jerry Maguire, I would say is better than, yeah. Than, than English Patient, but I don't know if either of those I would have said, oh, best picture of the year either. So it was just a matter of there was among the nominees, there wasn't one that, you know, I thought was glaringly better, you know. Don't you be smirched, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> yeah, I like Jerry Maguire. Uh, the, the only, I don't, I've never seen English Patient. The only thing I know about it is Elaine's reaction to it on Seinfeld. And <laughs> yes. um, that's, that's probably, probably close to the reaction I, I think I would have if I did watch it. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this floated around probably my top fifteen somewhere, and it, I, you know, I'm kind of with Brian. Like, I like Fargo. I don't like as much as a lot of people do. Um, I wouldn't mind have seen it. Went over English Patient, 
Um, I think definitely it's the uh, movie with, uh, you know, a lot longer legs. Um, it's, you know, it's held up better. Uh, but yeah, just this one just to make more time. Please keep it down when you around the host time. He can kick people off the stream. So let's keep it down. Let's keep it down. All right, number six, Jake. Uh, number six was actually a Yikes from earlier, uh, 1990. Okay. Uh, which was Driving Miss Daisy. Uh, see if we pick the same movie, Jake. I, I don't know. I'm very curious. I went with uh, the Peter Weir classic, Dead Poets Society. I, I did as yeah. well. <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah. So, Jake, you talk about it, then yeah. Jeremy, okay? I, I have an extreme love for uh, Peter Weir. He's probably my favorite Australian filmmaker. He made some great uh, classics, Picnic at Hanging Rock, Lipperly. He would later make Truman Show and Master and Commander. And this is, I think, his best film. It's the one that really showed Robin Williams in a dramatic performance. Good Morning Vietnam, for sure, but there's a lot of comedic elements to that movie. This one, he just really, he's just just specifically dra dramatic. And John Keating, just an absolutely like, inspiring character. And just the, the story of what happens to these kids, and especially the one scene with Kurtwood Smith, uh, just extremely powerful. Watching it with my mom was just, like, devastating to watch. Just, just yeah, it's... It's also one that just ends on almost a bittersweet note, which I don't know if a lot of films at that time did, or especially okay. like oh, prestigious. It's it's one of those films that just speaks a lot for me. And watching it as a team, definitely like inspiring. And yes, yeah, seize the day. And then driving the stage, boring, boring. Why did it win? <laughs> I get it. But, I mean, come on. And also, also another Aussie director. So. All right, Jeremy. Um, yeah, I, I like Driving Miss Daisy, actually. I don't hate it. I just think that it's not a Best Picture movie, like not even close. It's a 90-minute it's a, a little character piece, and I and obviously I think some of the uh, the themes of the movie, are, it kind of leans on some tropes that aren't so great in, uh, in movie uh. history. So, yeah, definitely wouldn't even, I don't even think should have been nominated. Um, to me, the best movie easily of the year, again, like 2001, was not nominated, which is Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, of the no other nominees, uh, I all I was really close on Field of Dreams because that's probably my favorite sports movie. But uh, but Dead Poets Society, I, I saw that movie when it came out when I was a kid, and it made a huge impression on me. I think it's one of the best coming-of-age movies there is. I think Robin Williams in that movie is you know, for the ages. And it's, it's a very powerful movie and some stuff happens in it. That is really, if you're watching that as a young person, it, it really affects you and it really makes you think about stuff and what, what you want to do with your life and what's important and how life can kind of crush you down a little bit. And, and, and forces can come that kind of, you know, can try to crush your spirit and, you know, if, you know, how it's worth trying to overcome that and how mentors and stuff can help you in that. So I, I, it's a great movie. Uh, before we get to five, I just want to shout out. I haven't shouted yet. A lot of people in the chat are having a lot of fun. This is probably the most it's ever been. There's like 12 <laughs> people watching, which I appreciate. Uh, Tony Heald and uh, Paul and uh, uh, Chance are going at it about Moulin Rouge. Tony said it's <laughs> Nicole Kidman's best acting performance of all time. Um, and Paul says that's an insult. <laughs> you watch your mouth. Uh, insult the uh, <laughs> can I just really quickly disagree with Brian and say it's it's not a love it or hate it because I'm right in the middle like 
I it's okay. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So a guy, guys, please keep uh, watching. Coho uh, will bring you up on the screen if you say something worthwhile. Uh, so uh, Jake, give us your five. Uh, number five. Uh, yeah, this this have to have been uh, yikes. Uh, Nineteen eighty-one. Uh, let me see where I have that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. One year. yeah. So I I have that at seven. Okay, okay, so, so we can, Jake will talk about it, then Jeremy again. Yeah, so go ahead. Yeah. Same thing. So it's, uh, it's Ordinary People, the uh, Robert Redford uh, melodrama about yeah. family. Uh, and instead of that, it come on, it should have been uh, Raging Bull. Because as he's, uh, at the time, Magnum Opus, the film that almost ended his, uh, his film career and the fact that the film did so well and is, at the time, what his best film that he had made really speaks to... What happened with the with Raging Bull? It's on AFI's top 100 movies of all time. It's number four. It's number four, Raging Bull, and it didn't win Best Picture. Ordinary people do. Do people? If you if you go down the street and you ask, have you ever heard of Raging Bull? Nine times out of ten, they're gonna say yes. Oh, Martin Scorsese. Oh, Robert De Niro. You know, boxing drama. Then if you say, oh, have you have you ever heard of Ordinary People? Uh, nine times out of ten, they're gonna go, no. What the hell's that? Even if you tell them that Robert Redford, the guy from Avengers Endgame, directed it, they have gonna have no clue. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a fine drama, and there's some really good performances. Timothy Hutton, Don, um, Donald Sutherland, and Mary Tyler Moore. They're really good in the film, but everything else is just really just safe, nothing spectacular, nothing that really really reinvents. Don't compared to Raging Bull and how it really like just told this like it, telling a personal dramatic story of Jake LaMotta. But also just like the, the boxing scenes, and it really, really goes for the, it really punches you in the gut in almost every scene of that movie. Uh, yeah, and it's the one we still talk about. It's the one that's the best film of nineteen eighty. And uh, yeah, I'll echo that as my number seven. Um, I think Ordinary People is a really good movie. I think it's similar to Kramer Kramer, Kramer versus Kramer in that when those movies came out, they were really important and, you know, they were dealing with, with issues in society that were very pressing at that time. But if you go, you know, forward, even just a few years in time and certainly to today, those issues don't, that it's not the same level that it was then. And those movies just kind of are kind of seem passe now on what they were talking about. Um, but, that, but it's a good movie, but yeah, raging bull is, I mean, not only one of the best sports films, but just one of the, the, the greatest feats of filmmaking and one of the greatest performances you could ever see from Robert De Niro. So um, it's not my favorite Scorsese film personally, but it, you cannot deny it. what a, what a masterpiece it is. Yeah, because that one, went, your best would be Departed, right? Good. Glad we agree on that one. Awesome. Let's move along. Yo, Raging Bull, fantastic. Uh, can't say anything more. Uh, it's still one of those shocking when you look back and it didn't win. And yeah. and Scorsese didn't win. Like, there's so many things that go into it where when he did win for The Departed, you're like, what? Like, he didn't technically deserve it for that one if you don't like that one as much. But, like, his film work before that just goes unnoticed. This movie is amazing. I had to watch it. I, I watched it for the first time a couple years ago, but then I had to rewatch it for a battleground match, and it it still holds up. I love it. I, I love this performance. I love this movie, and it's surprising that it didn't win. So, Jake, you keep doing it. You keep doing it. You're you're taking here in the lead. Wonder why I have you in my faction. Okay, let's go to number four. What's your four? Uh, my number four. Uh, yeah, is um this uh, this is gonna be, I know this is a uh, nineteen ninety nine. 
Um, I have it at five. Oh. <laughs> okay, we're gonna do the same thing right now again. All right, hey, it's the Jake and Jeremy show. All right, yeah. So yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, uh, Shakespeare in Love. Uh, but I'm very curious about the choice because yeah, I've I'm probably would differ. The thin red line. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I did. I didn't. So talk about it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I've always liked Terrence Malick. Um, I haven't seen all of his films, but the ones I have seen, I've like cinematic masterpieces like he just knows how to like, how to film it's it's incredible and i really love the story behind the thin red line because at that point he had made a film in like 19 20 years his last one was uh face of heaven and that uh, winning like the best director at Cannes. and then he went to paris and nobody ever saw him ever again and then like 90 96 97 he was making a, a war film and everyone in hollywood was coming on board wanting to make a and that's why it's got so many people in this film. Um, I'm not uh, like Jared Leto, Jim Caviezel, Adrian Brody, um, Nick Nolte, uh, uh, George Clooney, John Travolta. So many more people. Uh, it's absolutely the best uh, war film of '98. I love Saving Private Ryan. Great, great war film. This one just has such more of an emotional impact on me. You really just tell like it's not about the war sequences in general, but like. It just really just tells like what they were going through and how it kind of impacted them and their what that was going on and it's just one of those epic tales that just it follows and just shows you the events that happened and it's absolutely like wonderful and it's I just wish it won anything because I don't think it won any Oscars. It had a, an amazing score by Hans Zimmer. The editing is a fantastic. Malik always has like six seven editors on his film because he just shoots so much footage and it's yeah absolutely um, incredible. I think it's the best war film of 98. And uh, Jeremy, what did you think should have won Best Picture over this? Yeah, I, I love the Thin Red Line too, so it was really close. But yeah, I, I went with the the not controversial pick of Saving Private Ryan. Um, I mean, for, for one thing, I'm a huge Spielberg homer. I mean, he's the direct filmmaker that made me love movies in the, in the first place. So I, this is one of his movies that I love. But on a, on a personal note, I had one of the most profound movie-going experiences seeing Saving Private Ryan because I actually took my grandfather to see it. And my grandfather was just uh, weeks from going overseas uh, with the Air Force in World War II. And just as he had done all of his training and just as he was did a ship out, the war ended. So just, you know, going to see that particular movie with him who was so close to that event um, and just kind of watching him watch that and experiencing that story for the first time though in the visceral way that Spielberg told it. I just, I don't know the, a lot of movies that, that can create that kind of experience. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, for Shakespeare in Love, I... I, it's a well-made movie. Personally, I can't stand it. I think it's really obnoxious. That's probably just me. <laughs> it just annoys me, but it's a very well-made movie with good performances, and I can understand why a movie like that would have won, but yeah, it's I, just... it's it, This is a very personal one. That movie annoys me, and that movie had a profound impact on me. <laughs> so, the reason why I didn't go back to Kirk and Brian during that is because I knew this would be a track and forth because they have the same years. But don't worry, you guys are going to get your chance in one second to let them know how you feel about the movies they collected. But for me, uh, I got called last night. I think two weeks ago, maybe this last week, what more of a threat thin red line man uh, on from Jonathan Peck. He, he didn't know if I didn't like uh, Saving Private Ryan or I like Thin Red Line. I actually like them both a lot more. I like them both. I I lean a little bit towards Jake a little bit more because I love that first like 
that scene first scene is so hard to watch in Saving Private Ryan, and then it goes into a little a little bit of a wall for me. There's still great moments, but it's still but a thin red line is one that really surprised me, and uh, I'm surprised it didn't win anything because I think it's honestly it goes on. I think most people don't even talk about it. I think it really, if you think about it, especially of that year, they're going to pop in Saving Private Ryan before they even attempt a thin red line. So that's kind of a surprise. So I kind of like that choice, Kirk Brian. I know one person put Shakespeare in Love as one of the top rom-coms of, of all time. Um, so let's have it. Yeah, they said a few movies that you guys didn't get a comment on. So do you disagree with them? They didn't make your list, stuff like that. So just talk about it. The the Shakespeare in Love one, really, it didn't make my list because I'm just over it. This is one people <laughs> talk about so much. And you can't have either – you can't have Shakespeare in Love or Saving Private Ryan brought up without someone bringing this up and talking about the Oscars. And then you have people like, you know, the chat Milcom, of course, talking, oh, it deserved to win, you know, super hot takes. And I'm just I'm just sick of talking about it, sick of hearing about it. So that's why it's in – yeah, there you go. That, that, that's our boy right there. Um, he, he hasn't seen a movie. Go figure. <laughs> nope. I don't have a shot glass on this picture. Oh, roast alert from Sorry, no. I love you, Malcolm. I love you. <laughs> but yeah, I thought about putting on my list, but like I said, enough's been said about it. I don't think it needs to be talked about anymore. Next week on Rankum War Movies. Um, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Uh, Brian, anything that you... Um, not a lot of strong feelings on many of those. Um, uh, like the shaving... shaving. <laughs> the uh, Shakespeare in Love one. I, I, I love I love the movie, but even I was shocked that it won. Um, obviously, I had no problem with it winning because I think it's a great movie. It's got great acting. It's a script by Tom Stoppard. I thought it was very good. But at the same time, I would have been absolutely fine with Saving Private Ryan winning, or even Thin Red Line, to be honest with you. It would have been probably number three choice, but I love all those movies. So really, it it didn't make my list just because it wasn't, you know, I didn't think it was a glaring, you know, mistake because I would have, like, been fine with any of them. Fair enough. Anything else that they brought up? The other ones? Did you guys have anything to say about theirs? Uh, not really. I agree with them. Um, I think it was Jeremy was talking about Driving Miss Daisy. It felt like a kind of a small film. I mean, it was obviously based on a play, and I think that is one. Some plays can be made into very, you know, mm-hmm. gripping, engaging movies, but that one felt like it should have stayed a play because it's, I don't know. Maybe, maybe but, been uh, on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't think that. Honestly, with that one, I haven't. Well, I haven't seen Driving Miss Daisy, and I didn't think that was a strong year for nominees. So that's yeah, why I left that one alone. Fair, fair. All right, so we're going to Kirk. You're seven. All right, through uh, four. So one at a time. Okay, my number seven was uh, 1998. Wow. Okay, that was the year. <laughs> Titan- wow, <laughs> um, didn't expect to be on an island on this one. Uh, Titanic uh, was the winner, and um, I gave it to as good as it gets. Um, mainly here, I just want to take it away from Titanic. Um, we have you know world-renowned hack fraud and charlatan James Cameron doing what he does, makes a big dumb spectacle and tricks everybody into thinking it's a good movie. Um, oh my god, it's just it's just. Uh, <laughs> It's 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 just it's just gaudy special effects that are way outdated. Um, it's a melodra- It's just just a crappy melodramatic script that we're guilted into feeling bad about because it was about real people who really died. Um, we have Leo before he figured out this whole acting thing. Uh, we have a sappy love song that could have been you know manufactured in a laboratory specifically to just you know manipulate you emotionally. So all these parts come together and make this thing that kind of looks good when you look at it, but you dig it deeper and it's crap. And um, so, yeah. Uh, And again, uh, as good as it gets was kind of like, it wasn't a huge, great year for uh, uh, nominees. Um, I 
I loved uh, As Good As It Gets Personally, so that's why I picked that. Um, but I'll take anything. Um, yeah, two better movies. I agree. Uh, but yeah, t- Titanic is just, I mean, it's so dated and it's its not really that great a movie. So um, yeah, get that one out. Okay. Uh, Kirk. Kirk, you're so stupid, Kirk. Kirk, you're so stupid. Listen here, sir. How dare you? Listen, I get it. It could be dated. Movies date, but this movie is still awesome. I like this movie a lot. Is it a lot to go through? Yes. But I still love the story connected to him. The the last hour, hour and a half. You're on trial. You're 100 on trial. Sorry we didn't creep, creepy Jack. As, as good as it gets, okay? Listen, when he turned the Creepville on. I Jack Nicholson, old Jack Nicholson, creeps me out more than any other human being on the planet. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Listen to any interview. But I'm telling you, Titanic is at least, you can understand, it's a spectacle, but you're right. But he made the spectacle work. He told the story of a love story that, yes, it's a, it's a dramatic piece, but I think the story, it moves. I think the characters are good. I think the script is it's fine. Yes, you can tell Leo is a definitely a young actor, but it's it's fantastic. Uh, so <laughs> the cool guy, thanks. Uh, so yeah, I disagree a hundred percent. Okay, Malcolm, please. I want to see your review as as good as it gets. You, you haven't seen, haven't seen it. <laughs> Real hot take there, Malcolm. No. Okay. Um, I like the movie. I just like Titanic better. I think Titanic gets. I think Titanic switches the gears. Like everybody starts hating on it because it was one of the top grossing movies, and it's James Cameron because he has the Avatar now attached to him. Like this man still brought us T two. Like he's still a fantastic. That was a long movie. time ago. Long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Okay. Um, Here we go. You're on trial. You've been sentenced, but now (laughs) the 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 jury will decide your fate. Uh, Jake, Jeremy, Brian, do you just hate Titanic? Am I wrong? What's going on? I'll go first just because I want to say I, I completely disagree with Kirk on 1997 being a weak year for nominees. I thought it was a very strong year for yeah. nominees. Any yeah, one of those movies, strong. I mean, you had what, Titanic, As Good As It Gets, LA Confidential, Full Monty, and... And my pick, Goodwill Hunting. And good, uh, good Will Hunting, yeah. <laughs> and they were all great movies. And that's just the ones that were nominated. So I think yeah. it was a very strong year for oh, nominees. Yeah. And Titanic, and I agree with uh, Cody on this aspect. And I think especially looking back, and even actually at the time as it gained steam, not necessarily Kirk, but I think a lot of people are mistaking hating the hype surrounding Titanic for hating Titanic. I thought a lot of people look back and go, oh my God, I was so sick of that. You know, it's, that doesn't affect the movie, the quality of the movie. Like the first time I saw the movie, I was completely wowed by it. I love the movie. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't have voted for this one just because I like Titanic, but also because I would have been fine with any one of those movies. Winning. Oh, when the old people are like, in like like they go like, laying in bed together and she covers her kids like in Titanic. Oh, it kills me every time. Yeah. Kirk, you, you, you heartless man. You heartless man. <laughs> real, yeah, real quick. Pulling the strings. Pulling the strings. I'll, I'll say real quick why Titanic's a great movie. Because in the first hour of that movie, I'm like, oh, this movie is so stupid. This corny dialogue. I'm supposed to care about these kids. And then every goddamn time by the end of that movie, I'm 100% into it. And I'm crying. And it gets me every damn time. Despite despite any misgivings that I have. And that that's what an epic kind of movie can do. But yeah, I mean, there are other great choices that year. But I, I think Titanic 
that is a movie people still talk about. I think it's earned its place. You know, you can argue it shouldn't have won, but I don't think it's top ten shouldn't have won. But I think as good as it gets is the below below the one of the worst picks that you could have picked out of that that group of things. So how dare you for that, good sir? It's, oh, it's a fine. It's a fine movie. I don't didn't really think it should have been nominated, but whatever. It's a good rom com. I I like yeah. it as good as it gets, but I would never, never have said that that should have won best picture, especially <laughs> with other nominees like Good Will Hunting yeah. and LA Confidential. I mean, I like the movie, but I don't think it's like absolutely yeah. should have over yeah. Titanic. Like, like I said, it was my personal favorite of the year. I'll take anything over Titanic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, is also one way to say it feels like it's like kind of drags. I mean, the character, the, the dialogue is really bad. I mean, it didn't get an original screenplay nod, and then at a point, it's just tension, and I'm just like, yeah. I can't get my eyes off the the screen. I think it's really, really well done, and the production design and cinematography and the technical achievement. It won a lot of Oscars. I think that's like that's a merit to. And and Kirk did some, Kirk did something very interesting. You want to be on the show? Stand your ground. And uh, fight back on your choices instead of caving. He, his list does suck right now, but he's still fighting, so that's fair with me. That's, I I agree with multiple. It is a masterpiece. <laughs> I agree. Uh, no, I think he's being sarcastic. Just to let you know. Yeah. Um, here we go. Uh, let's go. You can only go up from here. Maybe. Okay. So. Well, I think we'll take a breather. I don't think this is going to be nearly as controversial. Uh, number six is 1951, All About Eve. No. <laughs> yeah, and the the yeah, and the and the only reason why I mean nothing against uh, all about Eve. It's a fine movie, but it was up against uh, Sunset Boulevard, and um, I think I don't think there's ten movies that have been made that are better than Sunset Boulevard, and all about hmm. all about Eve's not is is not one of them, is not one of those ten movies. Um, it's 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 okay, um, but if you watch these, if you sat down and watch these movies back to back, you would see the difference. In what these, you know, what the, the quality of these two movies and what they are, um, I think Billy Wilder just a better job of directing. Um, just the the the, it's so it's uh, to me this is another one. Seven time first time I watched uh, Sunset Boulevard, I felt like I was watching a movie from like the seventies or eighties. I mean that's how advanced this movie feels, and I'm just so just so far ahead of its time and just out of its time almost. Um, and it's it's personally one of my favorite movies. So again, I, this isn't about knocking off All About Eve, but just about. Sunset Boulevard is another one of those movies you look at and say, "Oh yeah, that one best picture, right?" And then you did, and it didn't, and you're shocked. So that's I just want Sunset Boulevard to win. I I, I might be in the minor. I like all about Eve. I really do. Uh, I get I get your viewpoint on Sunset Boulevard. I still just really like all about Eve. Um, but I mean, both are fine. That's a, that's a tough pairing to me. In my eyes, I mean, I may be wrong, but I really like all about Eve. I was shown that. Uh, Growing up, and I really, really did enjoy that movie. So, um, anybody else on that one? Some of I, I, I mean, personally, I do prefer Sunset Boulevard. I, I, it's one of my favorite movies. It's a Billy Wilder classic. But I think Sunset Boulevard is like one of the great movies about about filmmaking in Hollywood. And All About Eve is one of the great movies about Broadway. And I think it it, it is pressing, and it does hold up in a lot of ways with. Um, different characters in it and the themes and what it's dealing with. I think it's a masterpiece. Um, so, I mean, yeah, personally, I would lean towards Sons of Boulevard, but they're both classics. So I, I, I wouldn't be that upset one where whichever one won on that. And Brian? Um, no strong feelings on this. I mean, I like both movies, All About Eve and Sunset Boulevard. I think I, I only saw those two and I think Father of the Bride. I didn't see the other two nominees that year. But uh, I, I like them both. It just wasn't declaringly you know, something that I thought was a travesty. 
That's probably uh, yeah. the guard with Steve Martin didn't come out then. No, there's, a, there's, an original, there's an original from the, the 50s. I'm no. just kidding. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The biggest thing is I have not seen all that Eve. I've seen Sunset Boulevard, if mm. that says anything. Um, I really like Sunset Boulevard. Like, I mean, I think, yeah, Sunset Boulevard is a great film. But I think the fact that a lot of people talk about all about Eve and it's still like a, a great movie. It's like, what's the point of like a nine out of ten, a, nine, a ten out of ten film replacing a nine out of ten when it's just yeah. like one point? It's, it's it's not that big of a significant deal, I think. But then again, I haven't seen all about Eve, so I don't know. All right, what's your five, Kirk? My five, I gotta get yikes on this, right? Uh, two thousand nineteen. Oh yikes! Yeah, yikes! Oh, okay. No. Um. And then my number four is 2003. And Coho, I don't know if you're going to put the, I hope you put this up on the board the way, exactly the way I submitted it to Cody. He probably didn't. Um, <laughs> does anybody else have, nobody else has that? Mm-mm, okay. No. Um, 2003 was Chicago. Um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I went with the penis or literally any other movie besides Chicago. Um, I don't like Titanic. I can see how people do. Chicago is a flaming pile of trash. That is a terrible, terrible, unwatchable movie. That movie is garbage. That is just such like self-indulgent Hollywood, a bunch of celebrities getting together to goof around and hey everybody, you're welcome. Look how awesome we all are. And it was it was self-indulgent Hollywood that gave this movie the Oscar. It's 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 terrible. Um, Pianist was a really good movie. Again, this is another one where it's more about taking the Oscar away from the movie that did not deserve it at all and giving it to something a lot better. Um, yeah, I hate I hate Chicago. Maybe, definitely of this century, the worst Best Picture winner. Um, Got to be top five all time. It's it's awful. It's 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 an abomination. How do you really lay it on? Abomination. Have you? Can I ask you? I'm going to ask a clarifying question. Have you ever seen the stage musical? No. Thank you. It's music. We said I know. It's literally. (laughs) It literally adapts from the musical and just goes straight to it. It is honestly not. It's one of those things that people like hate it for. I guess the sake of hating. It probably is not the best picture. That's that's probably true, but it's not a flaming pile of garbage. This movie has a lot of heart to it. The music is really good in it. For me, it it captures what it is. I think Queen Latifah and Catherine Gina Jones do an amazing job in this movie. How dare you, good sir? Uh, I, this is an abomination. I wonder what you do when you see actual bad movies. I'm really curious on that. I bet you'll love Cats. what you're seeing right now. I bet you'll love Cats. I really do. I think you'll think that's <laughs> freaking best. Just you strap him down like Clockwork Orange style. Make him watch that. <laughs> oh my god. No, yeah, absolutely second, not. Second I, will cancel the show. I will cancel the show before I ever make that episode happen. I promise you today. Can Hunter just who hasn't seen any, any of the stuff? I feel like right, right now, I feel like I'm the, alien, I'm the guy in the alien movie who I'm the only one who knows there's aliens. And the rest of you are just oblivious. <laughs> like, how oh. do you not see it? I, I'm, I'm Roddy Piper trying to force the glasses on your face. Okay, uh, Kirk, uh, you're 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 definitely sentenced to a long life term, into, uh, um, and you have to watch Chicago nonstop. So give them the old razzle dazzle. Okay, uh, Jeremy, uh, Jake, and Brian, do you agree with me that yes, it probably shouldn't have won Best Picture, but do you believe this movie is an abomination? Uh, 
I, I think I think Chicago is a great stage musical. I think that's a mediocre adaptation of a great stage musical. The movie's a little bit meh. It's not. It's not. I don't see how you can hate it. Yeah, I I don't know how you can feel like one way or the other that strongly about it. It definitely it definitely shouldn't have won Best Picture, but I'm not like super over the moon about the other nominees. For me, I would pick the Two Towers probably. Um, but I, I don't know that I like. There's anything else that year that I'm like, oh, that how was that movie robbed? I just don't feel that strongly about it. <laughs> yeah, um, what were the other nominees? Was it Gangs of New York, Two yeah. Towers? Uh, the hours in Chicago. What was the fifth one? The hours. Uh, the hours. Oh, the hours. Okay, so yeah, that was a the way I see it. The year there were some ones that just are not best picture. Whatever. Like I like Gangs in New York, yeah. but I wouldn't call that best picture. I mean, that didn't even win anything. Yeah, um, like adaptation wasn't nominated. For adaptation should be nominated. So. Yeah, you know, I love I love Kaufman. Uh, but yeah, that's such a just a weird year. I mean, it was really down to Chicago and pianist, and I think maybe people were not separating the art with the artist for the pianist. But they did give it the best director, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, Chicago's like, yeah, it's it's fine. Not bad. It would shock you to learn that I enjoyed Chicago because you know musical. <laughs> right. um, but at, at the same at the same time, though, I admit that maybe it wasn't the best picture. I would have given it to Lord of the Rings or maybe even Gangs in New York over Chicago. I, yeah. I do agree that wasn't the best year for nominees. Um, but again, not not something I would feel strongly about enough to put on this list. Okay, uh, we're we're off shaky ground. We're here safe, everybody. We're in our safe space. Um, Jeremy, a lot of your picks were chosen, yeah. stolen from seven through four. Yeah. So tell us so, what you got left. All right. Yeah, my seven was ordinary people. So my number six. Uh, the year is nineteen ninety one. The movie is Dances with Wolves. Yikes. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, my number five was The Shakespeare in Love. Uh, so my number four is 1982. The winner was Chariots of Fire. Yikes. Okay. All right. Well, Jeremy, we'll get back to you in a we'll short bit. We'll get back bit. to me. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, again, I you'll be impressed, but you are in third place right now. So you're doing well. Kirk is. I don't know if you can reach Kirk's level, but you might. I was going to say third place right now is kind of last place because you don't really count Kirk at this point. Um. (laughs) I can replace him with Malcolm and get the same amount of hot takes. Okay, so uh, (laughs) Brian, here we go. But mine are right. My number seven uh, is the year 1942. How green is my valley? Yikes! I I wonder what that's going to be. Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, my number six was uh, the ceremony of the year 1953, Greatest Show on Earth. Okay, almost had that, but no. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, Greatest yeah. Show on Earth one uh, I thought was nowhere near worthy of a Best Picture. Again, not a bad movie, just completely forgettable for me. Um, I thought the winner should have been High Noon. Um, I thought that uh, Gary Cooper was great in it. I thought it was dramatic. I thought it was. It's one of the one of the first like classic movies I ever saw yeah, when I finally started going back and watching a lot of older stuff. Uh, and, and I was just very impressed with not only the filmmaking, but the acting and the story and the tension they create in that. And I thought it was just a great piece of filmmaking and definitely better than greatest show on earth, which people don't even talk about anymore for a reason. Yeah. Uh, I will agree with you. I'm kind of with you when, uh, yes, my, gra- the <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my, my grandfather showed me high noon. Um, and I, I, I love that movie. I've never seen The Greatest Show I've, uh, on Earth. I've never even actually 
heard of it that much. I've never exactly. heard of it. Really. Circus, circus movie. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so I've never... Um, <laughs> wonder where they got the greatest show. Uh, um, but no, it's... Uh, I think High Noon is uh, one of those movies... Like, I'm not the greatest person when it comes to classics because I don't... I try to appreciate it for what it is, but it doesn't always hit with me. I feel bad sometimes when movies are like, this is so good, but it just never connects. And this is one of those movies that has stuck with me since I was little. And I, I still go back to watching High Noon. So uh, uh, definitely enjoy that pick. Anybody else on this one? Jeremy, you said you almost had it. So would you have picked High Noon or would you have picked a different one? Uh, I think if, if I had had it on, I think I actually would have picked The Quiet Man which is one of my favorite romantic films with John Wayne and Rain O'Hara, John Ford film. Uh, I love that, but I love High Noon too. Um, yeah, I remember watching High Noon on TV as a little kid and loving it. Uh, one of the first classics I saw too. But yeah, uh, great. I don't think Greatest Show on Earth is terrible. I think that there's some cool like set pieces and stuff in it. it it's got a lot of corny stuff. It's your typical sort of movie. But yeah, I, I either one of those other two movies should have won. So yeah, this would probably be like my 11, definitely. Fair. 100 All right. Uh, Jake, uh, Kirk, anything? Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, I was going to say something. Uh, but um, yeah, High Noon, I really like the history behind the film and just like how it was made during the, the McCarthy era and blacklisting was going on and it's kind of a metaphor for that sort of stuff. And I think John Wayne and Howard Hawks made a film kind of in response to High Noon. So it really just shows like yeah. the history behind the movie and like, yeah people are cowards and people will fight by themselves and it's like it showed a different side to you know, the western americana that was really like glorified in the 40s and 50s so it's a really cool like a new way of seeing a western an american western and yeah i've never seen greatest show on earth uh, but i haven't seen high noon and uh yeah i i've i think high noon is the only nominee i've seen from that year and i like it it's good um but i haven't seen great show on earth so i don't know if i would Necessarily need to put that over, uh, put a high noon over it. Fair, okay. fair enough. All right, uh, your next one. Uh, number five was uh, 2016 Spotlight One. Oh, yikes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's um, it. Anybody do four as well? How dare you? Uh, yes, do your four. Four. Uh, four, I have 2017 Wind Moonlight One. Oh. <laughs> Anybody? Here we go. Here we no go. One. No, no. No. Okay. I'm just getting ready for this. And and yes, and yes, <laughs> I think La La Land should have won. Moonlight is a good movie, but it's just it La La Land I thought was such a better movie and I know see, see I didn't expect this to be all musicals. I do a lot of them on here. Um <laughs> but it just Moonlight I thought was just kind of an okay movie that got an extra boost because of the the time it was released and and some people try to turn it into a whole a whole uh, uh uh, racism thing and, it, and it's not but to think that it did not get an extra boost from uh voters who who coming off of the oscars so white um they could either vote for moonlight or they could vote for the whitest movie ever made and i think it did get some extra votes because of that now did it deserve to win i don't think so i it's not a bad movie it's probably an award-worthy movie i saw la la was so much better in my personal opinion when i don't include coho on the panel, I still have to talk about <laughs> La La Land. Why? Why is this it's, being done to It's me? the universe, Cody. It's just inspired. I have done 15 of these, and eight of them 
have consisted of hearing about the same movie that I despise. And yet you saw the movie on my list and still let me in. So it's your own fault. I I know. And I'm (laughs) sorry. And I'm sorry, the general public. Listen, I love Moonlight. I think Moonlight is a fantastic film. I think I understand. Maybe I get why it doesn't relate to other people. But this movie, I really enjoyed. It's one that I didn't think I would enjoy. It didn't look like it would capture, and it hit everything I wanted to. The opposite happened with La La Land. La La Land was a movie that I thought I would absolutely... Who is this? Who is this? Definitely not Paul. I want to bring this person on and thank them. Um, Listen, my only thing is... La La Land was a movie that I thought I would absolutely love, and this is one that I 100%... I hate it. I hated this movie because I feel like it's way overhyped. I feel like there are problems throughout this movie that don't work. I think the ending is great. I think I think Emma Stone's singing is honestly bad. I don't think it's great. I don't think the songs are catchy enough to even title it a musical. It's a better rom-com. That's my personal opinion. The first song in the show, amazing. The rest, <laughs> blow it out. No, <laughs> somebody was. Wow. He was so mad he left. No, Coho was power hungry. Coho kicked him. Yeah, Coho, yeah. <laughs> get ready to kick right. me next. Coho. So let's uh, keep crashing. Uh, can, can, can we talk about that real quick? Listen <laughs> here, you <laughs> pumps. <Yes. laughs> oh, 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 I'm here oh, for a reason. La la la. I know your list. Why is in there? Oh man! You see this? You see <laughs> this, man? This is everyone's number one. This is everyone's number one. Oh my god! I also actually didn't kick him; he just disappeared. <laughs> so, oh really? No, he's <laughs> gone. Nope. So, uh, hey everybody! I wonder um, if he thought he got booted. And... <laughs> oh, oh, there he is. And hey, oh, yeah, I'm in the duck spot now. Broadcast. <laughs> Go proceed wherever we're at. What is happening? Thanks, Coho. <laughs> All right, sorry. What? I don't know where we're at, but please let's end this madness. Well, why not? Somebody talk about why this should. Uh... Okay. I just say, Little Land isn't very good. It's one of those musicals they made to like. Oh, this is going to be a uh, musical that's going to win Best Picture and be, and it just missed by like a mile. The The songs are not great. It's not memorable. I forgot all the songs as soon as I walked out of the theater. The characters are okay, but I don't like remember, really remember anything about them. Like I really didn't care about them that much. Uh, the ending is, I mean, it was neat, but it was just rip off of American in Paris. And um, yeah, this movie doesn't have Moonlight was, I mean, I, I think there's other movies I would have gotten to over Moonlight as well, but Moonlight's a great movie. Moonlight is a very solid, like, imp, like touching movie. Like that movie, like I, I'm with, I'm with Cody. That movie affected me. Um, and I don't know if it was worthy of Best Picture either, but definitely over La La Land. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will never forget the day I watched the uh, 2017 ceremony. I had some friends over, and I tried to convince them to stay for Best Pitch, and they're like, no, no, we got to go. And that was just when Emma Stone won Best Actress. They're like, yeah, we're going to go. And so, okay. So it was just me watching the ceremony, and then when it happened, I was pretty happy. I love La La Land. I should mention it's one of my all-time favorites. Oh. And I love Moonlight. 
But I was all La La Land. Like I thought Moonlight was a really, really amazing movie, but I think La La Land was just like was a masterpiece. And this is this is a few years ago, me talking. And then when it happened, and then oh wait, Moonlight won. It was it's the worst way for a film to win Best Picture, and you can't mention Moonlight and La La Land without mentioning like what happened. And so technically, Coho La La Land did win Best Picture for Briefly. two minutes and thirty seconds. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Moonlight is a is a great film. This is kind of like the uh, the Sunset Boulevard uh, or Bad Eve argument. It's like a ten out of ten over another ten out of ten. Like it's not really that big of a of a deal, I think. Sorry, Cody. But um, yeah, I, I, La La Land is memorable to me, and I love everything about it. But um, Moonlight is is just yeah, it's it's a, a fantastic movie. Uh, it gets better on multiple viewings, and it's one that. I enjoy I enjoy more the, the more I watch it. So yeah, I, I, this is one that I was super mad when it happened, but now I'm kind of like hurt with uh, Shakespeare. I'm I don't care. I think they're both in, amazing. We just agree on in that. Australia. You must grade on a curve a ten out of ten and a nine out of ten. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, Michael Campbell ahead. reminded me in the chat. Uh, Hell or high water should have won that year. Hell high water is awesome. Mm. Yeah, you're 100 percent correct on that one. So uh, Jeremy. You kept um, making facial reactions. I, I, like, I like I like La La Land. I, I really I own the soundtrack, so I really like the music. But uh, I honestly could never uh, put La 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 Land on my list because I would have to get a divorce. I made the mistake of taking my wife to see La La Land in the theater, and she hated it more than anyone could ever hate a movie. And so I can't even bring that movie up now. I, it, it was very interesting. And Moonlight is a great movie. So. Yeah, you don't know, Malcolm. I will not kick Jake. Talent overseas um, takes. Real quick, takes. Do, you, do you think someone can take me out and put me back in? Because now I can't hear Jake. I'm sorry. And I mean, Malcolm <laughs> is the one saying that I have a hot take. So, really, what kind of argument is that? No, I might have to leave and come back. I'm sorry. I'll leave and come right back. Okay, that's fine. Um, so, we are now to the top three for everybody. Okay. Going to wait for Jeremy to return. Um, anybody in the chat needs, let's see what we're. Anybody talking about besides Malcolm's hot takes, of course. Uh, we're gonna leave. Oh, was... um, I will say the ending of that ceremony is the best thing of that ceremony. Is, uh, oh, yeah, sure. Definitely. We didn't win. Moonlight won. And they zoomed in. Like, if you watch that, the whole the guy goes back. He knows he yes. didn't win. And then he comes back and gives his speech anyway, which yeah. is baller. I love that. You can definitely notice there are people like running in the yeah. background, like what is going yeah. on? And then and he said, we left, by the way, and it was just like, holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Wow, I never was, forget that. I just love everybody that was live streaming. You could see all see their reactions when that uh, the happened. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if Jeremy's coming back. If Jeremy is here, hello, hello Jeremy. Can, can, everyone, Jeremy. talk real quick. <laughs> hello. hello. All right, we're good. We're good. Thank God. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so we're at everybody's three. So Jake, say your year, say what one, and then wait to see if anybody has it a little higher. I don't know if it's even worth it. Uh, Two thousand and six. Yeah, uh, that's at your three. Yeah, yeah, that's also my three. Yeah. Okay, so same thing as normal. So you guys will just uh, talk about it now. So. Uh, <laughs> I am, of course, uh, talking about uh, the film Crash. Uh, one best picture, yeah. Uh, but I'm also going with uh, I'm going with Brokeback Mountain. It's the one that should have won. Uh, two years that Ang Lee has won best director, he has not won best picture. Same with Alfonso Cuarón. It's very interesting. But um, yeah, I think Brokeback Mountain is uh, is yeah just a great 
gripping tale of just of a of a of a, of a relationship between two people during the time it was taking place and how it was very taboo and how it expresses all of that in such a sincere emotional way and i think heath ledger and gyllenhaal give like two of the best performances of the 2000s they're just so they're so good in the film it's it's amazing how they just capture like the essence of those characters and the american lifestyle of the of the 50s what the hell just happened okay no i'm sorry i'm looking at something <laughs> else i'm looking at the live comments and i just went to something else um yeah it's it's absolutely fantastic and i don't remember a single thing about crash and it may just, uh, maybe no, i think the only thing was central books in the film but other than that cheers fucking crash <laughs> like that's gonna that's gonna settle the the race ish issues in in America with fucking crash. Like, it's just over breakback. It was out, Oscars weren't ready to give a film like that this picture, and then of course we see it with Moonlight. So I guess it shows that we're that they're slowly getting better. But yeah, notorious for crash winning yeah. best picture shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have the same number three. Uh, I broke back winning over Crash. Uh, I don't think Crash is the worst thing ever. A lot of people like talk about what a horrible movie it is. I don't think it's a horrible movie. I think it's an okay Hollywood sort of the movie that, you know, kind of is a little wrongheaded in some ways, but it tries and there's some good performances and stuff. It, it shouldn't even have been nominated, honestly, but it's not the worst thing ever. But I just remember my first time seeing Brokeback Mountain and just, I I don't know what it was but something about that movie just hit me like a ton of bricks, like the performances the story, um, it was like it was a kind of story I personally hadn't really seen before and hadn't you know really related to to that kind of story and those characters and it just really meant something to me and it was it's one of the movies that I remember re I rewatched, I watched it three times that weekend just because the <laughs> mood and the score and the performances and everything of it uh, cast such a mood and uh, yeah, I just I just don't think he can do better than Heath Ledger in that movie. That performance is for the ages. So yeah, absolutely best picture for me. Um, I that's had a to film. watch. The film is an actual crash. Yeah, yeah. I had to watch. <laughs> yeah, we'll I had to watch Crash for a battleground match. I got halfway through and I just said I will concede the point if it takes it goes that far. But I'm not. I don't like this movie at all. It like tries to go into a different direction to like. It just it hits. It's one of those movies that hits you over the head with what it is, yeah. but they do it in such a poor direction of why they do it, and it's just it's tasteless. I don't I don't find it. I think there's movies that have come along better. It's so surprising that it won. Broke back for not winning. It's insane to me, honestly. I think Broke Back's a fantastic movie. Um, you know how he came up, how Paul Haggis came up with uh, the story for Crash. One night, his uh, Ferrari or his car got stolen. Yeah, and that not was that, the only thing with Crash. Not out of touch at all. <laughs> no. Oof. Okay, that's a big oof on the screen. Uh, he's on trial now. Uh, the other two, you didn't have this. I thought this was going to be like one of those popular. I think I know where Kirk's going. Everybody talks about it, so it's probably why he didn't include it. But Brian, I'm curious about your take on it. On Crash, um, I. I don't love Crash. I don't hate Crash. It's what it is. I just thought that that year was extremely weak for nominees, and I didn't really find any of the nominees just jumping out at me that I want to give them Best Picture Oscar. That's all. Um, yeah, I, I, the only one, the only nominee I've seen that from uh, from that year is Crash, and I only watched that a couple weeks ago, uh, a couple months ago for a battleground match. So I don't argue against. It. I have a lot of bad things to say about Crash, but. 
Um, I haven't seen other moves. And again, you're right. It's one of those ones where it's every everything that needs to be said about has been said. So okay. All right. So we're going to Kirk, your three. My number three, and I think this was a, y- a yikes from earlier. Uh, so I don't know how you want to go back and forth. You want me to do my whole spiel and then Jake do his? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, my number three is 1995. Uh, winner was Forrest Gump. And, of course, the winner – I mean, there's a couple moves, I guess, that could have pulled it out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think it should have been Pulp Fiction. Um, mm-hmm. Again, this is a perfect example of a groundbreaking film uh, ahead of its time, just a game changer that the Academy doesn't know what to do with. So they go incredibly safe. And they, they picked a movie that's just, you know, like a feel good, like home, like has, a, you know, that soundtrack, catchy soundtrack, character doing a lot of cool things and, like, you know, going through, you know, a lot of Americana to it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Force Gump, again, not a bad movie, but you look back on it now and you look at these, you put these two movies side by side. And I mean, there's no contest. Um, just Pulp Fiction is an achievement in filmmaking and Forrest Gump's a lot of schmaltz. So uh, Pulp Fiction definitely should have won that year. Uh, Jake, what did you say should have won Best Picture that year? Was, so that was this first comes from a number eight, and this is like the only one where and we I didn't go like personal preference. I went Shawshank. It's it's it. I mean, they're both like ten out of ten amazing. So it's not not even that big. I mean, I love Pulp Fiction, uh, but I just think if you're looking at what should have won Best Picture, it should have been the one that didn't win anything at all. Shawshank is absolute masterpiece. The incredible performances, incredible script, incredible directing from a first-time director, Frank Darabont. I love the score. I love Deacon's cinematography. It's one about hope and humanity and humanity's just human existence. And it just deals with so much, so many themes about freedom and hope and how people can use hope in a fearful way. And I mean, Quiz Show is also a really good film. Yeah. Shout out, cool guy. But uh, yeah, Shawshank just hits. It's one of the most universal films ever. Like, everybody knows Shawshank. It's number one on IMDb's top 250. Everybody remembers the lines. Everyone remembers the characters. You relate to Andy Dufresne. It's such a powerful film, and it's one that I like to rewatch. Forrest so, Gump is just American being happy that he's American. I remember when he was in Vietnam. Oh, yeah, remember when he did the mile long run. <laughs> he sh- shake his hands with JFK. We got to see John Lennon. It's, I mean, I'm the only non-American here, but it's just, it feels like it's America congratulating itself on all the achievements. Listen, listen. Um, oh, that's an interesting choice. Here we go. Uh, so my basic <laughs> viewpoint on this one is my basic viewpoint on this episode. I always make a list normally that I would choose. And... This is a year that I would leave off for the simple fact is I think both are amazing movies for what they did. They're probably in my top 100 of all time of both these movies. I love both of them. Shawshank is one I go to. One that I don't... It's always playing like on TBS, TNT, whatever in the States. Every time I... And I will sit down and I'll watch an hour and a half of this flipping movie every time it's on just because it, it catches you in. But Pulp Fiction's that exact same way. So I think this is a tough year to decide. Um, but you're both incorrect because the movie that should have been nominated that wasn't nominated. It's called The Lion King. 
the injustice bastards. That's true. Um, so just saying, if Beating the Beast, I think Lion King deserves it. I know yeah. it's two and a half in Jake's eyes, but it's a five out of five for me. Fine. But it was a, it's a fine year. I would have actually went with Shawshank for me. Probably if I went push come to shove, I think it's a uh, a better movie for me on more rewatches for it. Um, uh, Brian and uh, I wonder what Brian would think. Um, yeah, yeah, shut your face. That's not best picture. Um, and Jeremy, uh, what do you guys think about uh, 94? Uh, it's a popular pick. I think Force Gump's the same way, by the way. is It's just a fanfare movie. It's very quotable. It's very funny. I just don't think it's best picture. I still like the movie, though. Um, this year for me was kind of like the year of Shakespeare in Love and Saving Private Ryan. I love both Forrest Gump and Pulp Fiction. They're very different movies. I love them both. I would have been fine with either one winning. Um, and even Shawshank is another great movie. There's just a good year for nominees. I wish one of them had been held back like two years so you know English patient wouldn't win. Like one of these three could have had it, not had such hard competition. But uh, that, yeah, that's just why it's not on my list because I love them both and was fine with either one. Do I think the line, that Pulp Fiction is the better movie? Probably would give that the edge, but for it wasn't, you know, such a glaring difference that I put on my list. Yeah, if Greatest Show on Earth was my 11, this would probably be my 12. I get in a lot of fights with people because I really don't like Forrest Gump. Um, I, lo I loved it at the time, but it's one of those movies that, like, people around me just kept re-watching it and playing it over and over and over again. And it just got to the point where I just couldn't stand it anymore. And the real thing that I really don't like about it is the Jenny character of a lot of issues with the Jenny character. But, but the thing with Forrest Gump is a lot of people do love it. And unlike some of the other best pictures we've talked about, it has kind of remained in the conversation and, and people still talk about it and still love it. But yeah, for me that year, uh, Shawshank Redemption, I would have been my pick. That's, one of my very favorite movies and I yeah. obviously love Pulp Fiction too, but um, yeah, it would have been close for me, but, but because Forrest Gump, I still think does resonate, you know, in the, in the, in the culture, it didn't quite make my 10. Uh, Jenny, uh, top 10 uh, movie villain of all time. I remember that. The screenwriters that, that wrote her top 10. Villain. That woman, that woman <laughs> took everything from Forrest and she did all he wanted to do was want to show her what love was. Rude, <laughs> awful hater. Um, okay, uh, we're going to go. I don't know where we're at. Shoshank doesn't hold on. Jeremy's three. Or Kirk's, I think Kirk's. That, 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 was, that was my that three. Was three. Okay. okay. Jeremy shared three. Jeremy shared yeah. three with Jeremy. Jeremy so three? Brian, what's your three? All right, my three is um, from the Oscars in 1983 when Gandhi won. Mm -hmm. I'm not no, surprised. That was that, that was close. There's my 13. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I tend to have a little bit more popular picks than a lot of guys, but. Uh, Gandhi for me is just kind of your standard biopic. Not to mention you're putting Ben Kingsley in brownface basically to play Gandhi, which nowadays would not fly so easily. Um, but I think the pick should have been ET. Um, some people these days consider it a little schmaltzy, but I mean it's a it's a family film and a sci-fi film, so it had two strikes against it going. You know, as far as the Academy was concerned, um, but it's Spielberg's one one of his best films. I mean, it's touching. It was a real breakthrough at the time. It was. It, just about a perfect film for me. It's it's easily a top ten, if not top five, movie for me. So I would have given it to ET. Yeah, uh, I can definitely see why this one would have made your list, especially Brian's list. Um, when looking at his list, I said that's not a shocker for me, and I'm kind of with you. I liked ET a lot. Um, again, I'm not a real familiar with the rest of the nominees that year um, offhand. But was that eighty? 
My my, I would have a different movie that year. I would as best picture. I'd have the verdict. It's one of the verdict is one of my favorite uh, legal so, thrillers of Paul. So with ET, like I get it. I think Gandhi just, especially around that time, was just like Oscar bait. It sounds it seems like yeah. you know I I've seen it and I I like it, but it's still yeah. it's definitely it fits it, it clicks the check marks the check box. So ET is a really good choice, and that movie is still. Uh, still one of my favorites from when I was little. It's just, yeah. it's so, it's, it's so rewatchable. Uh, I just showed it to my kids recently and that them liking it made me actually want to keep them around. So that was nice. Um, <laughs> if they hated it, we'd have different choices, but um, no, it was, it's, it's, it's a real fun time when you see, when you pass on a movie and you understand how much it still holds up. So it's kind of, it was really a, heartwarming moment so et has a special spot now in my heart uh what do you guys think uh jeremy i would like your opinion because you actually yeah, came yeah up with i mean backup. i love et that's the first movie i remember seeing in the theater and if you're asking young jeremy it would be i that should have won all the awards that should have won all the awards for that entire decade like they should have just kept giving et awards if you if you ask me as a kid but uh but i later on in life uh discovered the movie the verdict and it's one of my favorite films uh paul newman legal thriller it's a really great film gandhi is a good a really good movie i i'm not gonna say gandhi's not a good movie um and that's why i didn't put this as in my top 10 but uh but yeah i, I think those other it, it should it shouldn't have won to, over those other movies for sure so like i said like maybe in a 13 slot for me uh <laughs> tony heel there it is uh no i just say tony Hill. You don't have to put everything that Tony says on the screen. Yeah. Okay? Put validating uh, Tony. Yeah. Kirk, uh, Jeremy, uh, Kirk and uh, Jake, anything? Um, yeah, so I remember when I was going to my nan's place and she would always have the uh, the 20th uh, anniversary edition of E.T., the one with the uh, the walkie-talkies and the CG mm-hmm. E.T., and um, that's, the, that's, the, that's the version I grew up on. Um, no. I watched uh, a few months ago the, uh, the unaltered version, and I appreciate the film more than I did back then. I never was wowed by E.T. I haven't seen Gandhi, just for the record, so I wouldn't able to be on the right line to, to say that but um it is a it's a well-made film it's really like i can i can totally see why people love the movie especially at the time and it's just one where i've i've seen other films that have hit me in the same emotional place so it's it doesn't really do much for me but i do like part of the alliance i think Dave wallace as the mom and just like what she's dealing with i think it's probably my favorite part of the movie just like see i understand that a lot more now that i'm older but um, other than that i think it's yeah it's a it's a good film um, yeah, I, I've never seen Gandhi and E.T. I like, it's a good movie. I'm not going to say anything bad about it, but I think it rides a little bit of, and I mean, I grew up right. I'm, I'm about, you know, same era as Jeremy and Brian. So I'm, I'm perfect age for that, but I think it does kind of ride a little bit of a nostalgia wave. Um, if I was going to rank all Spielberg's, you know, the first 20 years of his career, um, this E.T. would probably be towards the bottom for me. Um, I mean, great movies, all of them. But that that'd be towards the bottom for me. So yeah, that's that's why. I mean, I, I didn't feel really strongly about anything this year. Um, just a little real quick before we move on, guys. If I know we have twelve people watching, please watch for the end. We have announcements moving forward on the future shows, um, and a special announcement for next week's episode. So I would like to get more lists for next week's episode. So please stick around. Uh, number two, we're gonna go to Jake. What's your two? It's me. Uh, yeah. So I've. I believe this is a yikes. I know. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was actually the one that uh, was just recent. Um, Green Book, 2019. Yeah. It was a yikes from uh, yeah. 
yeah, this is. I've not been hit by best picture winners are getting it wrong more than these next two. Very recent, um, but Green Book winning was a tr just the worst thing of the ceremony. I was angry. I wished it didn't win, and I wish that the favorite had won. I was so close from choosing Roma, but I think the one that I just like the, the more and the one that I have seen more and connect more is the favorite. It's Green Book is just like it's driving Miss Daisies, but it's just slightly different context. Um, it's just, it's it's weird because Green Book is a fine film. I it's one of those where you just you know why it won, why the people voted for it. Oh, it's a very simple story of of a man driving a, a black musician and the, the trials and tribulations that happened during their, their like month long trip. It's one of those where I can see if you're in the older side, like in the seventies, eighties, and like, oh, that's such a, a beautiful story of a friendship and over the favorite, which deals with so much way more complexities in the film. It was just so frustrating to see like actually well-made masterpieces like that and Roma. Like made by, I don't want to say foreign people, but like made by other people who have artistic integrity over this like American made Greens World Cup. Did well at some festival and then it was like not really talked about it, and then it just came back in the Oscars. I just, I hate the fact that this won Best Picture. I hate that it won Original Screenplay over The Favourite. And one of the writers of The Favourite is an Australian, and he would have been the first Australian to win the Original Screenplay Oscar, and I'm so upset about that. And it's just so much, so much was going on that I, um, I hate it. Yeah, Green Book sucked. Jake, you couldn't be more right. <laughs> I love The Favorite. The Favorite was my favorite movie of last year. I have uh, didn't have to do a very deep dive because he doesn't have that many movies. But he is literally one of my favorite directors working. Uh, Yorgos is crazy in his style. It's something that shouldn't work for me because that's not me as a movie watcher. But the way he... Uh, is able to build that story out. Oh, the the performances, the script, the production design in the entire movie. I know Coho believes that Bohemian Rhapsody should have won, but listen, like the favorite He's is not on this panel, so fuck him. <laughs> oh gosh. You're gonna get See, Jake. Oh get out of here. Get out of here. So what? my, I 100% agree with you. I think the favorite did not get enough credit for what it was. It was definitely just such a a weird it was a weird kind of movie because that's how he makes his movies and i just think it went over a lot of people's heads um, in a part of the academy i 100 percent green book was the biggest shock of the night really yeah. like uh, going leading up into that i was just like oh okay like i knew it had a lot for one of the awards i just for mahersha but i didn't think like anything else is going to win from it and then when it won i was just like wow they went there okay Okay, driving Miss Daisy Part Two, whatever. Um, so it's just it was a it's a weird pick. I didn't have any like str I saw Green Book, and I don't think it's a terrible movie. Like a lot of people hate this movie. I didn't have a bad time in this movie. I enjoyed the movie for what it was. I just don't think it's best picture. I think favorite was a clear choice. But Kirk, 
I think also had a from that year. And what movie did you choose? Yeah, this is number five for me. And uh, Jake used a really good word uh, describing the favorite. He said it was complex, and uh, there were a lot of complex uh, nominees this year. You had the favorite, you had Bla- uh, Black Klansman, you had Vice. Um, a lot of movies kind of out there doing different things, strange things. You know that the cat is not used to, and. Um, and it picked like it just went so super safe, and it, and you you, I, you were kind of hopeful because leading up to this, everybody's talking about oh you know, uh you know the the new academy, new academy things are going to change, and I mean this, 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 yeah, of, yeah like other ideas, other films yeah. that you wouldn't think win are winning. So, yeah. yeah, well, I, not Black Panther, but <laughs> but uh, I mean it's it's uh, but there are so many chances there to to do something different. And um, I mean, I would have been fine with the favorite winning. That would have been my my second choice. Uh, but I went with Roma. Um, Roma is just a work of art. Um, what he does with this movie is uh, just visually um, every every image in that movie is like a masterpiece painting. Um, I was just I, I I held off and watched this movie because everybody's like sit on a big screen, be on a big screen, sit on a big screen. So I and I never had I didn't have a chance to. So I was like I gotta watch this movie. I watched it on my phone, and the visuals in this movie brought me to tears on my phone. So I went the next day. I found a theater like forty five minutes away from my house where it was playing, and I went and saw it on the big screen. Um, just this movie was just so beautiful. And, you know, it had so much things to say. It was such a human movie. Um, and it was, and, and, and it definitely, I, I thought it was going to win. I, especially after Cron won Best Director, I thought it was going to win. It definitely deserved to win. And, um, but again, I mean, like I said, I, I would be fine with the favorite, but I definitely think Rebel should have won. Have a hot take for this. No, disagree with you. I get it. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I, I have a huge problem, and I know I'm in the minority, especially in this community. I just hate when movies get super big passes for like visuals and I think it's just an amazing visual movie, but I don't think the story there was enough to capture me and like keep me in intrigued. I'm not a Josh McCougar that thinks this movie is terrible. I just am. I just could, it didn't connect. I couldn't connect to it. I tried numerous times. It just wasn't a movie for me. A hundred percent agree, but it was just, it's, it's, I think the favorite is a way better movie than Roma in my eyes. Jeremy, Brian, you guys didn't have this year. Maybe you don't feel as strong about this, but how are you guys feeling? Um, I I have to say, you know, like like a, a terrible person here. All right, I have I'm married. I have stepkids. I have two jobs. I it's I'm a, a busy man, and I failed on this one. I haven't no. seen haven't seen the favorite. Haven't seen Roma. Haven't seen Green Book. <laughs> Sorry guys. I, I didn't hear it was a strong suit of yours. I've seen uh, Black Klansman and I love that. So I, but I'm going to catch up soon. I promise. Sorry. <laughs> uh, for me, it's I, Green Book is not deserving a Best Picture Oscar. There are probably five other movies that year I would have given it to before uh, Green Book. Um, although I don't didn't just didn't feel strongly enough about some of those other movies that I would put it in my top ten at all. It'd probably be you know just outside my top ten. But no, Green yeah. didn't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, Jake was visibly mad with that choice, and he was mad talking about it again. So mm. I, I, I love the favorite. It's the, it's the least Yorgos of Yorgos movies. I think it was the most accessible for mainstream yeah. audiences. Um, I love that. Well, it, the ending got a little weird, but other than that, it was a. Uh, but I, I still, I really love the movie. If I had to give it to a movie, it probably would have been that. I guess Roma. I thought um, kind of more in line with the, where Cody was at. I thought the cinematography was awesome. Uh, is beautifully made movie. I found it a little bit meandering and 
but but still, it's still better than Green Book, though. <laughs> Tony Heald calls it a pretentious wank. Yeah, so I think that means I think that's different. his nickname, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Earlier, okay. Earlier in the chat, he called Avatar one of the greatest cinematic achievements of the 21st century. So yeah. that's what we can do with Tony's opinion. Yeah. Well, we know how you feel about uh, uh, James Cameron, but let's tell us what your number two is. <laughs> uh, my number two was 2010. Okay. Um, winner was Hurt Locker. And, what's that? Nothing. 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 Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and you gotta be Avatar. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for it. He's gone. He's gone. He's gonna leave us with his Avatar. The uh, the winner definitely should have been Inglorious Bastards. Um, Inglorious Bastards to me is probably um, it's up there. It's one of two, uh, the best film of the 21st century. Um, it's to me Tarantino's best work. Uh, they had an opportunity to again a film that did something completely different, and it worked on every level. And they had an opportunity to reward that, uh, and instead, and, and a reward uh, one of the greatest filmmakers of the past couple dec decades with one of his best movies. And they gave it to just a complete another war movie that was fine, completely forgettable. Does anybody remember anything about Heart Locker? It's just, it's, it's not a. It's a very good film. It's just, it, to me, it was just so paint by numbers and just didn't even feel like it was trying for an Oscar. It was just like, here's a movie. And it was just so basic. It's like the most basic Oscar winner that I can think of. And um, Glorious Bastards is the exact opposite of that. And what's going to happen is. Quentin Tarantino is going to be like 70 years old and he's still going to be making movies because that whole 10 movies thing is BS. He's going to keep making movies and he's going to make like a, a slightly above average movie <laughs> and the Academy is going to have to give it best picture and give him best director because they've ignored him all this time it's instead of rewarding yeah. him for the movies they should have now or back then, they're going to reward him for some average middling crap later on. So that's just a little side note. But yeah, cool. Well, hopefully it's not this year because that what you described is the movie that came oh, out this yeah. year. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Uh, um, yeah. So yeah, if there, he's ever going to win one, he could win this year because that's mediocre bullcrap. Um, oh. So uh, anybody else? Got Cody off, right? Uh, no, this is this is my show. You joined in, so deal with the consequences. Um, anybody have anything to say about that year? I think Inglorious I, is I, correct. I love Inglorious, so I have yeah, nothing bad to say. I about can't this. take this away from Kirk. That's a great movie, yeah. and it is much better than The Hurt Locker. I still think The Hurt Locker is really good. Real, uh, the, it's yeah, really tense and, and suspenseful. Oh, oh, Jonathan. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I I can't take this away from you. Maybe okay. I'll may, I'll say this is fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, on, if I had the choice, I would have chosen Up in the Air. <laughs> But like that's not a. I mean, it's not really best picture. I mean, I love Up in the Air. I think it's a great uh, dramatic film. Um, yeah, Hurt Locker's cool. I like Hurt Locker. There's some really cool stuff about it. Um, I like Inglorious Bastards more. I like Avatar. I there's a lot of interesting nominees that year. That um, it's very interesting, very diverse as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I am okay with Hurt Locker winning, even though I hate one of the producers who emailed a bunch of Academy voters asking them to vote for Hurt Locker instead of. Uh, that two hundred million dollar sci-fi blue film, uh, but other than that, yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's fine. All right, uh, Jeremy, give us your two. All right, I knew I knew I was going to be on an island with this one, 
but I had to do it because this is the movie I think is easily the worst Best Picture winner ever. It is uh, 1957. It is Around the World in 80 Days, which I think is, I don't know if everyone's seen it, but that movie, it, it, it's got some cool photography. It's got, it was like a Cinerama made film, but as a movie, it's three hour long crap, basically. It's a, it's a retelling of the, the book, and um, they were trying to make a, a, a Latin comedic performer named Cantinflas uh, come over to the States. And they gave him a lot of slapstick comedy to do in this movie. None of it works. None of it's funny. The movie is the, when everything else in it is boring and perfunctory. And it's just it's a really hard movie to watch. And I, the, there, you can talk about Crash and all these other movies. But this is one that I, I defy you to try to sit through. So to me, the best movie of that year was John Ford's The Searchers. Easily one of my favorite movies. Wasn't nominated. Um, so I went with what I think is another great film. And one of the great film of the great films of the 50s. Uh, George Stevens' epic Giant. Starring Rock Hudson, Elizabeth Taylor, and of course James Dean in his last film performance. And James Dean is absolutely incredible in this movie. To me, this is like Heath Ledger and Brokeback Mountain level. Like James Dean is incredible. Um, and the movie, I think, still today has a lot of um, themes that it was very bravely dealing with back then about uh, prejudice and racism and, and what Texas was like and does, doesn't uh, really paint a flattering portrayal of Texas and kind of what that what that what was going on there uh, socially and everything and and kind of it's a great uh, you take a character in Rock Hudson who you know is really conditioned to think one way about the world and it shows how his character changes and I think a, a great epic movies can do that they're not just big spectacle but they're character journeys and they through time and through passing through decades they can take a character and show their growth and their change so that that i think that would have been a great best picture winner you know with searchers not being nominated okay um so um i won't lie to you i haven't seen the one but have you seen the one with jackie chan and steve coogan look at the comments because it's all just talking about the 2004 fashion which that is one is rough and i'll say that was bad I haven't seen either one, but I have seen that one, and that one's really bad. Um, it won Razzies, so maybe that would. That's yeah, true. Oh my gosh! Well, can we yeah. kick Tony Hield out? Is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why is he so um, awesome? Any, anybody else um, uh, need anything on this year? Anybody want to say anything? I haven't seen either film, so yeah. I, I, I had a feeling I, that might have happened. But I haven't yeah. seen it, and the fact that Jeremy's defying me to watch to be able to sit through it tells me I shouldn't. So. <laughs> you sure? Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen around the world in eight days. I've seen the Searchers. I don't think I saw anything else. Well, Ten, Ten Commandments was Giant, here. Giant, Giant was the one I picked. Ten Commandments was nominated. Yeah, I per, I personally think Ten Commandments <laughs> has some issues, so that would yeah. have been no, King, and I, I, King and I was also nominated, which is a good yeah. I, I don't feel super strong about anything that year. <laughs> But I haven't seen around. The, if I saw around the world eight days, good chance I'd agree with Jeremy. Have you seen Giant? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay, there you go. Well, let's be real, Kirk. You might not because you think things are atrocious when they're not. <laughs> Brian, what's your number two? My number two. People will probably disagree with me on this as well. Um, Nineteen seventy-eight. Annie Hall. I know a lot of people love Annie Hall. Uh, I, I obviously went with Star Wars. If you know me at all, you know me to Star Wars. Um, Annie Hall is a fine movie. A lot of people love it. I don't get how it feels award-worthy or worthy of all the praise it's gotten. 
but Star Wars was such a monumental film. And, and I mean, the story, yes, it's based on all kinds of previous films and, and it's homage to so many other films, but it was such a such a breakthrough, such a, a moment in, in cinematic history, not only visually, but the storytelling was great, it introduced us to you know Harrison Ford and some of these people. And I just thought it was such a major film that that should have been Best Picture. And instead they just gave it some you know honorary thing for effects or whatever. I agree with that. <laughs> um, uh, the show might burn down because I wouldn't get a chance to say anything because Tony doesn't stop talking. Um, that's I'm not sure Tony, Tony knows what movies are at this point. Yeah, so exactly. Uh, doing the show. Um, uh, yeah, I, I knew this was coming from you. Uh, this was actually on a lot of people's submitted lists. Yeah, uh, this was probably the most popular number one on a lot of people's lists that sent me their lists. So, um. No, um, I like it. I think it would have been an achievement. I get it why you did it. Um, I'm not a big Annie Hall fan either. Um, so I would have kind of saw it, but I don't think it's like a huge snub. I think Annie Hall, from the people that really like it, really, really like it. And it seems like a movie that would be perfect for it's perfect for the Oscars. So I kind of see why it won. Um, anybody else on this year? Uh, Jake had a little bit of a <laughs> reaction. Yeah, um, I like Woody Allen's films. And this is one of his uh, his best films. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really great. Just like it's, I think at this point he kind of perfected the the rom com films he was doing, and this one's like one of his best ones. It's partially autobiographic about his relationship with Diane Keaton. There's a lot of like memorable moments in the film, like when they're waiting in the cinema line and the guy behind them. I just that's probably one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> so funny to watch. Um, and yeah, it's just it's it's pretty good. I like Star Wars. I, and when I say Star Wars, I'm talking A New Hope. My, it's, I think it's my favorite um, Star Wars film, honestly. Um, I like it more than Empire, but yeah, it's it's one where I just don't really have any strong opinions about it being uh, Best Picture. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm okay with that decision, but I just think Annie Hall is a is a great film, so I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't disagree. Yeah, I I would just say yeah. I, I clearly I clearly think Star Wars should have won. But I also think Annie Hall's a great movie. I think it's one of the, the great romantic comedies. There's a lot of innovative uh, filmmaking and stuff that, that Woody Allen did in that film. Um, like there's an animated sequence and all this stuff. It's, uh, I, I have a little hard time going back to Woody's movies now, but you can't really deny uh, some of those classic 70s movies that he made. So I, don't, I, I wouldn't make my top 10, although I do absolutely concede Star Wars is one of the great movies so it should, should have won but it, it you know it's not it wasn't a huge travesty i don't think yep all right kirk um i like any hall i'm not the biggest woody allen fan any Hall's pretty good i love star wars um i am kind of a purist slash pretentious like i'm not like a big fan of uh like i'd rather see the smaller films get their due mm-hmm. on the uh <laughs> on the uh uh, on the on the Oscar stage, I think the reward blockbuster blockbusters rewards is money, and um, like that sort of thing. So I mean, I wouldn't have been against Star Wars winning, uh, but I, and I also don't think like I think a lot of what Star Wars is became it became that what we know as Star Wars came later, and I don't know it just in that year that time if it was uh, something that should have won Oscar. But I, I, I I'm totally I, I totally get Brian's pick. I don't disagree with it. All right, so we've reached the top. Yeah. Number ones, Jake, take it away. Uh, so it's actually, uh, yeah, it was a yikes, um, and this is one that has hurt me the most of any one ever since I've been watching the Academy Awards. And 
it may be just my blind love for the movie that should have won. But my pick is from the ceremony in 2016 when Spotlight won when it should have been Alejandro G. Inari 2's masterpiece, The Revenant. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Spotlight is very simple-based drama about small little you know, church and conspiracy and very All the King's Men uh, inspired compared to this cinematic visual masterpiece of amazing sound design, editing, production, performances, powerful story. Everything that film is, is in The Revenant. And everything that is like theater and, and stage play and shit I don't give a shit about is in Spotlight. Uh, Spotlight was overhyped. It won Best Picture because of the subject matter. Uh, the Revenant should have won because it's about cinema and what you can do with the entire aspects of making a film. Uh, yeah, uh, Inarich is one of my favorite directors, and Spotlight just, it never really like, captured my my attention. It, it, it's clear, I mean, it's based on a true story. It's about <clears throat> what happened in the uh, churches, um, and it's a big deal, really big deal. And I like the film because of that, but that's, that's not part of the, that's, it's not an achievement of the film. The Revenant. There's so much more with what it's trying to tell, what it's doing with the performances, with the cinematography, with everything that I think that it's it should have won, like at any other nominees. And the fact that I still think, like, do we do we even remember when Spotlight won? Do people still like bring it up? In uh, besides it, just not should have not been the one to win. And I think there was a tweet by James Gunn after the ceremony where it says it's upsetting when the Academy doesn't separate doesn't understand what good directing makes a good film because he because at that time he was um because energy one best director and it's like that's part of what makes a good film is part of the director and i think that uh, i know you should <laughs> see you jeremy uh, but um yeah, not you. That, it's not you it's thomas no? scully oh, you're the, 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 <laughs> yeah. so yeah i just think that everything that cinema is is in the revenant and it's one that i can watch forever it's absolutely powerful, and I just don't care about Spotlight. Mark Ruffalo doing his best, borderline crying, angry uh, performance. Where, where, where was they doing this? Why, why did they cover it up? I just, I just not, not a big fan of him in that film, but I love him in almost everything else. But yeah, just it's upsetting that they had to give it to that just because of the subject matter. Uh, so this is tough. Spotlight was not what I thought would win that year. Um, I thought Revenant would. Uh, this was on overrated list. Um, Revenant was. I don't know who had it on there, but one of them That's, had the. Re I think that was Tim. Yeah, I think Tim had. Well, I don't know. Tim liked it. I don't know. One of them had it. Um, I I love this movie. Um, this movie, uh, honestly, when I watched it, I've said it before. I, it came out in like January around me, and it was literally it was cold outside, and it like it the theater became like an ice box for me going through what Leo felt. It, it, it was Andrew, by the way. Andrew uh, had <laughs> it, it literally uh, I, uh, immerses uh, you in this movie. Um, I hate the people that say he screened his way to an Oscar. It's not, he didn't win an Oscar for this movie yet. He, he won an Oscar it's for everything he did before. Um, I think this movie has a lot of visuals. I don't think the rewatch is as great as it could be. Um, just because of the story, I think it gets a bad rap because of Tom Hardy and pounce. Gotta get pounce. Um, but, 
which is still, but it's still a great movie. Spotlight, I think, hits a little closer to home to maybe some Americans a little bit more because that story, I still, I still, you, they, it's a, it was, it was a big story. Um, and it, it's, I think the acting performance in Spotlight is amazing. Honestly, those that cast was assembled is great to me. Um, the subject matter doesn't. I think it's you're right. It went, but I still love it for that reason. But the Revenant, I have no problem with Revenant. I would have been. I love both those movies. So fifty fifty. Um, anybody else on twenty six? Jeremy had the most reaction. Uh, yeah, to Thomas Gully, <laughs> but I think uh, go ahead. Brian, Brian Yikes, this, I think didn't he? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I agree with you guys. I think it won because of the subject matter. Um, I, yes, it's got some good acting in it and stuff, but it's really you know two hours of watching people get interviewed, and I just I, I did not enjoy the movie very much. I mean, I didn't enjoy. I didn't think wasn't that impressed by it at all. Um, the Revenant is, I think, easily the better movie of those two um, across the board. But actually, the one I would give it to that year, and I know the Academy would never have done it, would be Mad Max Fury Road. Um, that's just because that's another one that I think show, this is kind of a little bit hip, you know, a little bit of hypocrisy on my part because I criticize Roma for looking beautiful, but not have much of a story. Mad Max is just a there and back again story, but it just, it, it was such an experience in the theater. It had some of the best stunts you've ever seen as far as an action movie. It was beautifully made. It had great effects that were done very subtly. So it wasn't like, you know, all CG in your face kind of thing. And I just thought that was an excellent, beautifully made movie that I would have given it to personally, but I know it's not. Academy kind of thing, but I would also definitely give it to Revenant over Spotlight as well as The Martian and I think one or two others even. Uh, well, Martian I don't love, but it's better than Spotlight. Um, I will just save everybody. If you want to know my opinion of this, go watch to watch Overrated. I hate this movie. I think this movie is visually, and that's it. I think the story is dog total dog shit. Uh, it's one of my least favorite. It was way overhyped and it didn't live up to the hype. And I fall asleep through during it every time I try to watch it because it's boring as shit when it decides to stop being an action movie and starts taking a walk during the desert. Um, anybody on this year, Kirk, uh, Jeremy? Uh, yeah, this for me, like was a really weak year. I, uh, I, I don't, I don't like spotlight. I'm not a big fan of procedurals in general. So this movie didn't do anything for me. Um, but I really was not a huge fan of Re- uh, Revenant either. Um, oh, the, yeah. I mean, it's 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 visually a great movie. He does a lot of great stuff with it. Like, there's a lot yeah, of great. I Australia. I get it. But I, no, I was distracted by all the times that uh, that Leo like was murdered. Like, he gets his slit, his throat slit by a bear, and blood spurts out. And I was like, oh, they just killed their main character. It's interesting, and he just lives. And then he goes like uh, like falls into a freezing lake naked. And still doesn't die. Naked. And then, and then, and then, finally, they get to this point where it cracks me up because, like, then he meets that Native American guy, and he's like, you well, know, I mean, giving him all the salves and everything. It's like, okay, uh, now I can suspend my disbelief. I can see believe why he he he's healing from all this. And then he immediately rides a horse off a cliff and survives. So I mean, that was really a distraction to me. Like I was like laughing through most of that movie, um, but. The, the rest of the nominees that year, like Fury Road, I like, didn't love as much as everybody else. Um, so, like again, I, Spotlight was one of the first movies I thought of when I started making this list. But when I looked at the rest of the nominees, I was like, meh. Yeah, and I, I guess I'm just totally on an island with this one. Uh, I, I It's probably personal taste, but Spotlight's one of my favorite movies. Like, I've probably watched Spotlight mm-hmm. six or seven times. <laughs> that whatever it is about the subject matter kind of... Um, 
coming from uh, sort of a Catholic background and everything um, and things that I've seen in my own family uh, here in the States, I just think it really resonates for me. And I, I love the performances. I think it's a great screenplay. I think it's kind of equal to all the president's men. And it's kind of an unofficial sequel in a way because it involves Ben Bradley Jr., who's running um, the paper at the time, who is the actual son of Ben Bradley, who was the Jason Robards character in All the President's Men. So there's a lineage between those two movies. I love it. I think The Revenant's really, really good. Um, I'm not kind of dying to go back and watch it a second time, but seeing it in the in the theater was really awesome. I love Mad Max Rear Road too. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm sorry. Just for me personally, I love Spotlight. I'll be that one person, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay um we're gonna go to kirk's number one my number one is one that got yikes and i'm gonna say this right off the bat um it's 1991 uh you, you guys may crucify from this i haven't seen the movie that won um okay. but it definitely shouldn't have shouldn't have won because the movie that won was dance with wolves and the movie that it beat out was goodfellas and that is nonsense. I mean, again, I haven't seen I haven't seen Dance with Wolves, but I doubt it's one of the best three. Well, I mean, Goodfellas, yeah, sure. I doubt it's one of the top three movies ever made, and Goodfellas is. So, Goodfellas definitely should have won this year. Um, you have the opportunity to award a again going back to the thing I said about Tarantino. You have the opportunity here to reward one of the century's greatest filmmakers for his crowning achievement. And you pass that up. And then later on, you know, 15, 20 years later, you have to reward the much, much inferior departed as a, you know, career achievement because they missed their chance here. Godfather or Goodfellas is just one of the most amazing movies ever made. Um, like I said, it's the out of all the greatness that Scorsese has made, this tops everything. Um, the bring it, <laughs> bring it um, not guilty. Um, this is the, I mean, just the characters in this, the script, the, the, the cinematography, just everything he does, the way he works with the camera in this movie is just mind blowing. It, again, it's like I said, it's one of the greatest movies ever made and, um, no doubt should have won best picture. Yeah, and that, this was this was oh, my yeah, number six. Yeah, I'll just say it was my number six. Um, I have seen Dances with Wolves. I saw it in the theater, and I, I really like it. Uh, I think it's a very good film. Um, I think maybe there's some white savior stuff that doesn't hold up with that movie, but I, I think it's a really good uh, film. But yeah, Goodfellas is one of the best crime movies ever made. I mean, what can you say about Goodfellas? <laughs> it should have he should have won best director. Should have won best picture. You can't debate that. It's not. It's not again. Not my my favorite Scorsese film. My favorite is actually Taxi Driver. Even though I still probably would have put Rocky as best picture. Sorry, because I love Rocky. But uh, but yeah, Goodfellas is amazing. So good choice, Kirk. Yeah. I agree with you. Goodfellas is great, but do not, do yeah. not besmirch <laughs> The Departed in, oh, in, in on my episode, okay? Do not do that. That movie <laughs> is fantastic. It's brilliant. And it's not beautiful. bad. I mean, yeah. it's here. You're Good saying it's like the third grade. Listen, I am okay. probably, I am probably a Scorsese whore at this point. Like, I love everything that man does. I think he's great. I don't know if it's the third best film ever made. That's a little yikes. Okay, I, I, it's a third of third of all time. That's rough. I love the movie. I think the movie drags a lot during certain points on on a recent rewatch. By the way, Tony Heald also put, "Watch you haven't seen Dances with Wolves." I'm sorry, that's not a criteria before you enter this community that you have to see Dances with Wolves. I think well, the problem is. 
yeah. that you put it number one. Exactly. On and he hasn't seen and it. And you haven't seen it. What if this is number three, number one greatest films of all time? Like, what if that is the case where it's like, oh, <laughs> this is actually better than Goodfellas? It's in that top three. Well, you could have been, you been on a panel. Kevin Foster's in it. It's probably not better than Goodfellas. Like, he's a bad you are literally on. You could have been on a panel with three people in the house that completely disagree with you that love dances. Well, you made the choice. That's fine. I just think your argument is pretty much invalid when you say it's not as good because you haven't you have not watched it. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Does anybody think it is as good? Jeremy Jeremy agrees on that. He put it on the list, but he put it at six. So yeah, number six. Yay and Brian, I mean. Again, it's Goodfellas. I, I don't know. I think Jake kind of maybe rolled his eyes a little bit on it. So maybe yeah, Jake. Um, I saw Goodfellas after I seen Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. What does he got to say? Um, yeah, I'm, I think everything that Goodfellas does good, Wolf of Wall Street does better. Hmm. And I think that's. I mean, it came down to the fact that I saw Wolf of Wall Street before I saw Goodfellas. So everything that I really liked about it is just like, oh, this is just a, a lesser inferior version of what he was what Scorsese was trying to do and I think that's why I love Wall Street much much more. Goodfellas is fine. Okay. Like, hey, go on. I, I think that's the first hot take Jake's had tonight. Jake. Yeah. Jake. <laughs> he, he was saving Jake. his hot You take. lost your first place spot. I completely understand what you were going for when you were saying that he got a lot of the stuff but he he mastered it with Goodfellas and then carried it into Wolf of Wall Street. I understand you saw one before, but let's not mistake it. I don't think Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I, think it was like, I don't think he. I think he perfected it with with uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. Yeah, see, that's fine. I I just personally like what it did much more than uh, than Goodfellas. I think Goodfellas is fine. I've never had any interest in watching it again. It's cool. There's some good ideas. I just don't really care for what's going on. I, yeah, it's it's a fine film, but it's not like top three greatest <laughs> films of all time. Like, I mean, that's, it's, I mean, I honestly I respect everyone's opinions, but I mean that one made me go wow. <laughs> it's like Cohen yeah, knows me like he knows my trigger words before it happens. Um, uh, Brian, what would you say? This is more of just a, a personal taste thing because I I've never been into like mob and mafia movies like mm-hmm. Godfather and Goodfellas. I can respect that they're. Very well made movies. I know a lot of people love them, just not my kind of thing. That's all reason. Fair. Fair. Jeremy, give us your number one. Uh yeah, I someone else had this. I mean, I just personally think if you look at all of film history and and the important films oh. and the films that stand that people are always gonna be talking about. I think the biggest travesty the Oscars ever pulled was Citizen Kane not winning Best Picture. So, I mean, that that had to be my number one. Um, and I like How Green Was My Valley. It's a very good John Ford movie. As I said with uh, The Quiet Man, I'm, I'm a huge fan of John Ford's films, but it's Citizen Kane. Um, you know, I kind of went through a snotty period in my 20s and early 30s when I kind of thought Citizen Kane was overrated. Um, I've come back to rewatch the movie more recently, and I and I've realized now it's it's Citizen Kane. It's it broke all the rules. It changed the visual language of cinema. Uh, it, it it was a director and an actor doing something that's almost 
like supernaturally great and Thorson Wells being 25 when he made the film. I mean, it's, it's a great, it's a great film. And, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where it's a movie that was actually robbed for like political reasons because uh, you know, uh, Orson Welles was basically making a movie about uh, William Randolph Hearst, but not, but yes, kind of who was a big, huge force in, in the world at the time, um, uh, newspaper media moguls. So because of that, King kind of got blocked a bit and the, it was able to get nominated for a lot of stuff and only won one Oscar um, for a re- original screenplay. And uh, yeah, it, 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 I, I think that's really unfortunate. And I think when you look back at the Oscars and you see things like that, when outside forces kind of uh, step in, and in place of what people may actually think or what the deserving film should be. I think that's really a travesty. So that also kind of plays into to this being Oscar got it wrong because Oscar was screwed with by outside forces. 100% fair. Uh, somebody else had it. That's Jake. Yeah. Oh, Brian. Brian. Okay. Yeah. 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 I had that. I had the same thing. Now I, for that year, I've only seen maybe a third of the nominees. Cause that's back when they had like 10 nominees. Um, but obviously one of them was Citizen Kane. And I actually just went back, uh, not too long ago, I'd say the last year or two and watched How Green Is My Valley. I'm like, well, if this thing beats Citizen Kane, it must be at least worth watching. And I watched it and not so much. Um, mm. it's, it's just, it's a fine movie. I just found it forgettable. Uh, and, and compared to Citizen Kane, which kind of like how I felt about Star Wars, it was just, it's such a major moment in cinematic history that how this could this not have won. Um, my only take on it is I knew this was going to be, I knew this was probably going to be Jeremy's number one uh, when I knew he was going to be on the show. And I knew this is a movie that I probably would have never watched if I'm being hundred percent honest with you, if I wasn't in this community and if I didn't love film as much, like this movie community made me love film more. I just feel like um, this is like a no brainer, like a blah, like how did the, this movie literally is still shown and talked about and Mm -hmm. highly regarded and it did not win and the reason why it didn't win was for bs reasons really um and i've actually seen how green is my valley and yeah uh but i think i think citizen kane is one of those movies that is still still to this day stands the test of time it's just i just when i made my list i would have not included it because it's kind of a this is the one of the most known ones that didn't yeah. win uh kirk jeremy any, uh jake sorry i just do this twice now uh anything yeah i, I mean it, it was I, I, exactly what you said i mean it's been talked about so much it's it, it would have you know when i when i started scribbling down a list it was you know obviously one of the choices um but knowing that it would be on i figured it'd be on everybody else's list and you know there's just other movies i would rather talk about but yeah i mean citizen game definitely should have won that's that's a great movie i love that movie and uh, if, if we went further it'd probably be my 11 or 12. yeah uh, Brian or uh, Jake? Uh, I think this was one of my honorable. I think I had this as an honorable mention, and I was thinking about it for the longest time. But I just, I haven't seen Hungering Was My Valley, so I didn't want it to be okay. like their competition yeah. in putting Great it on. Uh, I mean, I have seen Susan Kane, obviously. That's one of the, like the first films you have to see if you're getting into film, and it's exactly what I did. And Susan Kane is great. There's just, it's like the first modern film in a way where it told a story and it told it in flashbacks and it has all of these ideas and I think the cinematography is incredible. It's probably be one of the top three best black and white cinematography ever. Um, yeah, Susan Kane, it's like, it's 
Uh, it's arguably the greatest film of all time. If you pay attention to AFI's top 100, uh, it's, yeah, it should have won Best Picture. It's the one we talk about to this day. Everybody at least knows of Citizen Kane, whether it be from just pop culture or they're just, just film in general. I mean, nobody, I can't think of anyone in my family has ever heard of How Green Was My Valley, but I bet you they know Citizen Kane. Uh, yeah, so that's mainly just uh, why I didn't put it on the list, but yeah, it is, a, it is an amazing film. All right, Brian, send us home. <laughs> uh, people probably predicted my last one. They've kept track of my previous picks. Um, this is a yikes from earlier, and that was the ceremony from 1982 when Chariots Fire won. Um, and hey, I wonder gave, what your pick is, Brian. I wonder what it is. And of course, <laughs> it is a lost art, which I know once again is kind of the more popular blockbuster kind of pick. Um, but I really do think it is one of the best motion pictures of all time. It's not you know, as deep and meaningful as a lot of other uh, stuff, the best picture the Academy really lo loves to really award. But I mean, just again, as a cinematic experience, I thought it was a great film. Chariots of Fire, I find to be a chore to sit through. Um, I just, I, I don't enjoy that movie and I've tried. And uh, Raiders, uh, now as a kid, obviously this, you know, when I, this is one of those ones where as a kid, I'm like, how could they not award Raiders of the Lost Ark? It's such a fun movie. But mm -hmm. so I, I, when I think back on it, um, Wondering if that was all is coloring my idea. So I rewatched both movies and I still think Raiders of Lost yeah. Ark is the better film. So. This was my number four, by the way. This was the, the yikes for me. Yeah. So um yeah, I, I actually again I really like Chariots of Fire. I think it's I think it's a really good uh sports film. Um but Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite action movie. It's in my top ten. I think it's in my top five of all time. Whenever I do like a top ten list, it's I to me it's a perfect film. It's it's the the one of the ultimate Spielberg movies. So um, I just think this is one where it goes to show you Oscar biases, where like action adventure movies and comedies and things like that have a tendency to get looked over and they don't get the respect that they should. And this is one of the ultimate examples of that. It's it's genre bias. Uh, anybody else on this pick? Uh, yeah, I mean, I know I said before, like, I, I kind of like seeing the smaller movies win over the blockbusters, get their chance to shine at the Oscars. Um, but Raiders is just such a good movie, um, just on every level, just not just as an action movie, an adventure movie. Um, the performances, the story, the script, everything is just, it's just such a, it's a movie you can go back and watch over and over and over again, always find new things to watch and new things. It's, it's just such a, such a rich, full movie. Um, so, yeah, I would not have any problem with uh, Raiders having won that year. Uh, yeah, um, Raiders is one of the, the films that my mom made me watch when I was young, and it's it's a amazing, one of the best action films. It's crazy how back then, and it to a certain degree now, how like these type of films can be nominated for Best Picture. Because when you think Best Picture, you think classy, you know, period piece melodramas, and the fact that Raiders of the Lost Ark was nominated is amazing. I love that; it's so cool. But, um, yeah, yeah, it is a film that we remember. From from eighty two, it's I mean eighty one, but yeah, it's the one that like when you you think of films from that that year and the best picture, like everyone remembers Raiders, everyone remembers the theme, they remember Harrison Ford's iconic performance, everything is iconic in that movie, and that's part of what makes a film best picture worthy. And I understand like that the whole opening of Chariots of Fire and the Evangelist score is it's pretty memorable, and everyone remembers that, and it's like been ingrained in pop culture. But the Raiders of the Lost Ark has been ingrained much more with different elements of the film from its mm -hmm. from the characters to the to the the art of, to, to the story to uh, dialogue to the score itself to editing to Spielberg's directing and we remember most things about Raiders than we do Chariots so yeah I can't 
that is yeah, it's a really good thing. All right. Uh, I'm going to – this is our, your list sucks. Again, everybody, thank you for your top ten. Here's your combined list. But, again, there were some ties. There were some questionable things. So, just like the Oscars, you bring in somebody to make that decision. Caleb Coho. Oh, no. Give us our top ten. Tony Hild wasn't available? All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your nominees uh, in ten to uh, one order. Uh, coming in at number ten, uh, the Hurt Locker over in Glorious Bastards at the 2010 ceremony. Coming in at number nine, Annie Hall over Star Wars at the 1978 ceremony. Coming in at number eight from the 1995 ceremony, Forrest Gump over Pulp Fiction. Coming well, Shawshank in at, out. Oh, Shawshank yeah, didn't make it. Uh, coming in at the uh, 2019 ceremony, Green Book over The Favorite. Uh, mm. Roma being the one that uh, the We're give talking. and take had to stop there. Uh, number <laughs> six, the uh, 2016 ceremony, Spotlight over The Revenant. Uh, number five from the 1981 Sorry, ceremony, Jeremy. Ordinary People over Raging Bull. Number four, 1942, How Green Was My Valley over Citizen Kane. Now we're talking. Number three, 1991, Dances with Wolves over Goodfellas. Oh, there we go. Number two from 2006, Crash over Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. And the Oscar goes to at number one. You know what it is. 1982, Chariots of Fire yeah, over Raiders yeah, with a lot. Very good. Yes, very we were a little more objective than uh, Scott and Okay. So here we go. So thank you so much, Coho. So basically, break down everybody's list of grades that I would give. Um, so in last place. Well, actually, I'll start first. I will start in first place. First place goes to Jake the Maestro Marangoni. I am giving him an uh, an A-. I really had hardly any disagreements throughout his entire list. Uh, I think he uh, would he had the closest ones that I would have too. Uh, but not far off would be Jeremy. I would give him I would give him a B plus. I think there's just some that I haven't seen. His two was a little high, so that was my only ground grade on that one. Brian would be in second, uh, in um, in the third place. He would actually get a C on this one. I don't think this is bad. I just think there's some bottom ones that are real rough <laughs> and some top ones that need some work. And number fourth place, number fourth place, fourth place, number fourth place goes to Kirk with a rounding D minus on your list. <laughs> you literally should have gotten an F because your number one was a movie you hadn't seen and you gave it to something else yeah. and you told them it went great. <laughs> again, again, this was a long episode, but again, these are these are the episodes that don't feel as long for me because we get to talk about movies that people honestly do love and talk about film with two people with two people that really, really care about the Oscars a lot. Brian <laughs> And then Kirk. <laughs> Kirk so, guys, I want to talk to you just real quick about future episodes. Uh, next week is a very special episode. I want a lot of support for this episode. I am not on the hosting desk next week. I'm actually letting somebody else step in. It's Nazario uh, Montenegro. Ooh, I'm letting Nazario take the spot, and it's horror sequels. So if you have a horror list out there for him, please send it to me. I will forward it to him. He's deciding the panel. He's giving out the scores. He's giving you, he's uh, raking you over the coals. It may be in English, it may be in Spanish. We haven't decided yet, but it's going to be a damn good time. So if you have anything on horror, please send it to us. It's uh, Some lists are in, but we need a little bit more. The next week, I text Coho and I forgot to keep a list. Coho, put it up there. Oh, actors working today by one role. So basically, we did the same thing for directors. We're going to do this for uh, actors. So we're keeping it in the male category. 
So one of the best actors of that represented one by one role. So if you did Tom Hanks, you can do like Philadelphia or something, but it has to be represented. Top 10 list. Please send your list to me and I will judge it. I have two people for that panel. I need two more. So just let you know the next one, Coho. Non-Disney animated films. So we're not doing Pixar. We're not doing Disney. We're doing everything outside that genre. So if you have an animated list that you want to send me, please send me. No one is on that panel right now. I have nobody booked at that point in time. So if you're interested in the list, again, I just need a list. If you want to be on, it's one thing to say, please put me on, but I don't have a list. I can't put you on. The next one is movie villains. Uh, top 10 movie villains of all time. Um, should be an interesting. It can go any list. It can be uh, animated. It can be anything. It's just overall movie villains. Jenny from First Gun. Um, <laughs> that will make your list not suck. And I don't think I have another one beyond that. Is that correct? Cool. That's correct. Um, so again, guys, if, bye. So if you guys want to be on any future episodes, please send me a list. I, again, I love having four people on because it's, it, it's an intense discussion. We have a lot of fun. If you can't be roasted, if you can't take criticism, please do not sign up for the show because that's what the show is. So I'm not here to make anybody friends. But again, for Jeremy, for Brian, for Kirk, for K, uh, for Jake and Caleb, thank you so much, Caleb. Caleb runs all the streams behind him, all the banners. He's fantastic at this. He will take over the hosting chair at one point. Future episode, he'll decide that. But again, please like, comment, subscribe on Multiplex. We're doing great things. We we have Warzone, we have Fandom, uh, we have Nerdgasm, we have a bunch of shows out there, and I think we're doing a really good job. So please come over, like, comment, subscribe, join us. Have a good night. Bye.